on the same day as the Academy Awards, I don't know what number they're on, let's say 500, <laughs> Jeff and I are going to let you know of the actual <laughs> list of movies that matters. Yeah. Are not top 10, not top 20, our favorite 31 movies <laughs> that we saw last year. And, and you're thinking, 31 movies? I, that's how many movies I saw last year. <laughs> uh, I can let you know that it's probably way more for Jeff and I. Yeah. For good reasons and bad. Yeah. Turns out, there's a lot of bad movies. <laughs> but, out of like, almost, I don't know, let's say almost 200 movies that I saw last year. Yeah, you saw a lot. 31 of them were really, really good. Yeah. So... Then we should talk about them. I think we should too. Uh, da, 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 will there be da, da. some? <laughs> will there be some Oscar movies on these lists? I don't know. Will there be? Uh, one of them, which is going to be completely ignored by the Oscars. Mine. Uh, my. I just realized my top ten. There's not a single Best Picture nominee on here. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Well, now I will say this: uh-huh. if it was Best Wide Releases. Dune yeah. would be on there, but sorry, Jeremiah and Chris. Um, <laughs> but you know, you know me. I like to look at the little nooks and crannies and go below the surface and exactly find the little hidden gems. My list always has movies that I feel that I can rewatch happily and just like have a good time, no matter sure. how many times I've seen this. And um, when it gets closer to like fifteen to one. Mm-hmm. These are movies that like had like some kind of impact on me where it's like I I was thinking about it for a good while and I really, really, really fucking like this movie. Yeah. So, how many do you have? Uh thirty one. I also have thirty one. <laughs> Let's go, you know what? Go ahead and go first. My okay, in no particular order. Okay. Flee. Right on. Yeah. Still haven't seen it. It's fine. Probably will. It's on Hulu. It's it's one of those movies where you watch it and you're just like, Jesus Christ, this is a true story. Like, I know, like, even before the whole Russia-Ukraine thing was going on, I saw Flea and I was like, don't go to Russia. Oh, Jesus God. Christ. <laughs> don't be an immigrant and go to Russia. Especially oh, in the 90s. Um, it's a really, it's, you know, it's not like amazing animation but it's a really it's a story that I feel needs to be shared is it the guy who did Waltz with Bashir I don't think so but it's got a lot of comparisons well it's an animated documentary yeah. about yeah alright so that one's pretty good my number 31 The Birthday Cake <laughs> which is a movie that I just had so much fun with especially just it's one of these new things that I've labeled, and I'm sure other people have said this too, but like, safety exploitation, <laughs> where someone saw Uncut Gems or Good Time and thought, I want to have that type of movie, please. Yeah. So let me just kind of imitate it. But also, mixed with the soundtrack from a Martin Scorsese movie, like one of his gangster movies. Huh. I know, yeah. I remember you saying it wasn't that bad. With a, like... Kind of haunting in a good way performance by Val Kilmer. Yeah, he does a good job, but it's it, it, it's it's kind of heartbreaking to see him, you know, post um, everything oh, yeah. he's been through. Uh, but still, it's kind of just a hell of a wild movie. It's something that would have been on VHS and would have been fun back then too. <laughs> All right, so I highly recommend it. And it has um, who I haven't seen in a while, 
But uh, he's in The Dark Knight. He's in Drive Angry. Uh, Will Fickner, I think. Oh, William Fickner. Yeah. yeah, he's in this. And he's, like, really great in it, too. It's yeah. like, oh, shit. I, like I haven't seen this a dude a bit. So that's another cool thing about him. But go on. Uh, my number 30 is a movie called Blue Bayou. Hey. Did you ever see this? Yeah. I, did, did I ever see this? This is also in my top 30, I think. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, it's one of those movies where, like, it just, I saw some people, I think some people were like, it's a little too melodramatic, but like, man, it just wears its heart on its sleeve, and it's a, it's a, it brings up an issue that I didn't even know was a thing. Yeah, which I mean, maybe ignorant of us, but yeah, it's it's heartbreaking. It's, it's like one of those story, things yeah. where who knows if this could possibly, uh, you know, I, I, there's gotta be people we know that this affects. And yeah, stuff like that. Also, and it is like oh, yeah, uh, just it, it brings up a really good issue. Fuck ice. Yeah, <laughs> and all the whole immigration bullshit. Um, but it's it's is it melodramatic? Possibly. Are there things in it that seem kind of unrealistic, like a likable ice agent? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's still, and it still got. To it my still heart. works. Yeah, it absolutely. Me, right? it's still, yeah, it still got to me. One um, of the best child actors I've ever seen. Is oh yeah, she's incredible. Uh, Alicia Vikander showing us why she won that Oscar. There's that argument scene they have where yeah, I was just like, oh my god, I love this woman. <laughs> She's oh, so good. Man, and her mom in the movie, mm-hmm. I don't know this actress's name, but she's in 21 Jump Street. She plays the older lady at the mall oh, who almost yeah. exposes uh, Jonah Hill. And yeah. She's like, she's trying to grab my dick. Yeah. <laughs> she is such a bitch in this movie where it's like, <laughs> Oh, you gotta get rid of her. Yep. Uh, but she's, I mean, she's good at being this kind of, like, hateful person. True. Yeah. Alright, that was... That was number 30. That was number 30. My number 30, Cop Shop. Oh, cool. Had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Did not super love it like I was hoping to. Yeah. But it's one of those where it's like, I'm probably gonna watch this a second time. Probably gonna watch it with my abuelito, and he's gonna have a great time. He's probably gonna uh, fucking love that yeah. movie. Uh, and hey... A good performance by um, Gerard Butler. By Gerard, yeah, Gerard Butler it was like, boy, has he fallen off. Yeah, but hey, he's great. I, I'm ready for the Gerard Butler Renaissance. I've always yeah. liked that guy, even in his quote unquote bad movies, <laughs> like um, Law Abiding Citizen. Oh, I forgot about that. Me and Jeremiah love that movie. Is it good? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> is it vile? Absolutely. <laughs> but it's just got shit where it's like, you can't do that in a movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a fan of it. But. Cop Shop is one of those movies where it really makes you care for these characters. And then you're just like, like when the shit goes down, you're yeah. like, man, I really hope they make it out of this. I know. Every time... This is how kind of cool of a movie it is. It got me... To worry about cops getting killed. Because every single time one of the characters would get killed off, I was like, no, damn, yeah. like, he was about to get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty fun movie. Yeah. All right, go on. Uh, number 29, The Vigil. Yeah, that's a badass flick. That's also on my list later it on. Um, it is scary. It is it's scary. It's a scary movie. It's, it's one of those movies that is half. I hate the term, but elevated horror or new kind of indie art house horror. Yeah. Half of it is that because the set design is incredible. 
and it does stuff with lighting that's just like really like it just creates like a perfect atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, it turns this one Hasidic block of New York into oh man, take a take a shot because I'm about to bring up Lucio Fulci, but <laughs> how Lucio Fulci turns like streets of New Orleans and stuff like that into like a hellscape where it's like it yeah. feels like there's nobody here. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it feels like we're kind of trapped in here. That's what this director does with the vigil as well, yeah. the cinematographer. Um, it's on Hulu. Check it out. Yeah, it's a great lead performance. But it's also, it's it's art house, but it's also spooky jump house. Yeah. Uh, jump house. Um, jump house. <laughs> jump scare. I don't want to say Blumhouse, but mm. if you're a fan of stuff like The Conjuring, you'll probably like this. Yeah. It's that type of horror. It's psychological, but it also has like a few oh, like yeah. mo- like genuinely jump jumpy moments. And it's a it's a cool ass creature demon. Yeah. You don't really want to say, <laughs> but it's something that I have not seen before. No, yeah, and that was it pretty fucking freaky. awesome. All right, all right. Oh, my turn, right? Yep. Okay. I don't think she's listening to this, <laughs> but there is someone who sends the screeners. Okay. Her name is, uh, well, maybe I won't even say her name, but uh-huh. she sends a screener. She sends, she sent us a screener for Hudson. Oh yeah. And just because of a lot of stuff going on, we never got a chance to record that review. Mm-hmm. And I do feel bad about that. Yeah. But I did really like the movie. It's a nice movie. Enough to want to mention it, and I want people to see it, because if you like just kind of heartwarming indie dramas... Oh, yeah. Indie dramedies, this one's right there with, with a list of all those. It's, it's, it's heartwarming. It's pretty... It's, it's like, surprisingly hard-hitting yeah. with its themes and stuff like that. And yet, I never felt, like, bad... No, it's like it's like comforting about yeah aspects of um, of the story that it tells. Like, it's I mean yeah it's it's and it I mean I don't think it's like a dark movie, but it's not. It it does make you it deals with like death, yeah. But it also is like oh that was really pleasant. I'm really yeah. glad I like that or watched that. And the main guy who plays. Um, the title character Hudson, I thought he did a really great job. Mm-hmm. This whole movie is filled with people who I haven't seen, but the whole time watching this, like, I swear I've seen this dude. <laughs> Maybe even walking around, like, I've seen this person. Uh, but they all do a great job. So I just wanted to mention Hudson, that's there. Next up. My next movie is a screener that we got that you never saw. Uh, Zone 414. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry, Sorry Films at it again. <laughs> Sorry, um, Saban. No, it, it, look that we we've talked about that movie. It's not that it's not as bad as people say it, but that's just me. Um, Lorelai with uh, Jenna Malone and Pablo Schreiber, 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 Pablo yeah. Schreiber, <laughs> who's in Possible Ties to play Wolverine. Really? So, I don't know. I think it was one of those like comicbook.com oh, fucking well, links, okay, so yeah. it might not mean shit. He's if he's listening to this, he's like, I am. <laughs> cool. That would be funny. Just call my agent. Finds out. Um, but he's a cool dude. I like him when he pops up. He's great in this. Uh, yeah. Him and Jen Malone. It's just a really. I talked about it 
you know, when we reviewed it, but it's just one of those screeners where I was like, all right, I love Jen Malone, so that gets me interested already. Uh-huh. And I watched the screener, not knowing, that's the thing about screeners, you do not know if this movie's going to suck or be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's how it works. That's how movies are, really. Yeah. Well, even, <laughs> well, even still, you, you know, right, right. we live no, in a I society where it's, it's hard to avoid pre-buzz reactions. Exactly. Or pre-release reactions. And also, sometimes we don't even see a trailer. We just like, let's oh, yeah. just get this one. And yeah. let's, uh, let's watch it. Um, so yeah, no, I get what you But mean. it's a really heartfelt movie. I really care for these characters. Um, like, talking about good kid actors. I mean, the three kids in this are yeah. really, really good. And it's also, I want to say it's on Hulu. Really? I saw it streaming somewhere. I'm I, like pretty certain it's Hulu. It was a $4.99 on Vudu, and I decided to pick it up just because, well, I got a screener. I want to, you know, support it. Well, I might <laughs> log into your account. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of this one at all. Okay. The guy who voices Paddington. Oh, uh, Ben Wheatley. Ben Wheatley... No, it's not the director. Oh, no, that is the director. Yeah. <laughs> ben Wishaw? Yeah, there we go. Okay. Anyway, Paddington Bear. Yeah. He's in a movie called Surge. Oh, I don't know. That this. is, like, the best version of a Joker movie. You know, we, we say that thing of, like, really? Joker but good. Yeah. This is the best example of that that I've seen. Okay. It's just about a guy who literally just gets pushed too far but he doesn't go on this like male fantasy revenge trip yeah he just loses his mind Mm. and you follow that for like 90 minutes and it's fascinating and he does an incredible job in this movie wow uh and it's literally it's it's like a real life gta movie movie (laughs) kind of just in the sense of like he does shit that probably doesn't harm people, but it's like, how are the cops not on your trail yet? Because ah, you're you're okay. causing weird rampage like throughout uh, throughout England. Hmm. Um, it's a very fascinating, really well acted movie. It's probably the best I've seen. Uh, Paddington Bear. Well, <laughs> outside the Paddington movies, but that's yeah. kind of voice acting. Yeah, he's in a Bond movies. He's in Layer Cake. Yeah, well, this is now... Oh, yeah, he is in Layer Cake. Yeah. Well, this is my favorite movie from him. Okay, cool. And I think you should, if not, at least check out the trailer. All right. Oh, there's also a scene in this movie where he, where he gets laid. And it's kind of like, all right, all, all you nerds, I need you to watch this scene and see how he did it. <laughs> he's giving you the blueprint. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, the instruction ahead. manual. Yeah, uh, Summer of Soul. Hey, yeah, nice. Have you seen it? I've seen half of it. Okay, I've yet to finish it. It's one of those movies where it's it works as a great concert movie and also as a great documentary. Yeah. just about this festival that I mean, I never heard of it. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> they just got lost the time and people. It's are, almost it, like they like hit it for some yeah, reason. Yeah, it's like okay, this is making black people too happy. <laughs> <laughs> it really is what it feels like. I mean, yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, there's great music in it. Uh, it's, it's like it's, the greatest lineup to a festival, right? Yeah, it's just like everybody good. Yeah, you know, Simone, the biggest soul Steve hits, Wonder, last night hits, so back then, yeah. 
funk music. It's it's incredible. Oh yeah, and it and it's a great look at New York in that time period also. Yeah. So I hey, Questlove did a great job. It's nominated tonight for best documentary. Some people say it will probably win. We'll see. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if you've noticed, but the Oscars don't have a history of liking black people. <laughs> well, they they like black people when they're safe and nice black people, like yeah, in a exactly. green book. <laughs> exactly. Summer of Soul seems like, oh, y'all get, get having too much fun. What are you by right? We can't. Really That's what they're thinking. Um, then again, I don't know. Summer of Soul is really good. I The reason I didn't finish watching it yeah. is because I was watching it during work and I wanted to, like, I thought, like, maybe I could watch this in the background and have some good music, too. Yeah. But then I got too invested where I, like, stopped working. So I was like, all right, I got to stop watching this and just pay full attention to it. And also pay attention to yeah. work because I'm so distracted. I mean, I, I just thought right now, like, oh, we gave you Moonlight. Yeah, but what about Get Out, bitch? <laughs> you should have yeah, won. Weird. Well, not, that's not saying that I'm mad our boy Guillermo del Toro won, though. So, yeah, that's a, that's a whole other issue. Uh, your movie, your next movie, *Malignant*. Oh, really? Yeah, you would think it'd be higher, <laughs> but as it turns out, there's 15 movies I just really, really like this year. Uh, *Malignant*, it's fun as hell. Yeah. If you're so tired of Conjuring type horror and like ghost horror like that, I don't know if you'll like what this is, <laughs> but at least it'll be different. At least it'll be different from what you've been seeing. Yeah, and if you if you're like kind of like a newbie horror watcher who doesn't really watch a lot of horror, and by chance someone said, "Hey, you gotta check out *Malignant*," you're gonna be like, "What the fuck <laughs> is? Can you make a movie like this? Like, this is so stupid. Like, yes, it's stupid. It's supposed to be it, from the get go. Like, this can never happen. Like, what the fuck <laughs> is like? Oh, it's gonna be this kind of movie. It's super cheesy, but it knows that. It starts at the fucking Aqua Teen Hunger Force intro. Yeah. <laughs> it looks exactly like that fucking castle. Oh, man. And it's like an asylum or something. Yeah. Well, James Wan basically just made a really silly Giallo. And, yeah. And, and it goes fucking crazy. Yeah, it <laughs> has has better action than the entirety of Matrix Resurrection right. <laughs> in one scene. Yep. Oh man, that that oh. cool creature design. If you didn't like the 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 movie up until then, the the third act is like, oh, <laughs> you just don't spoil it. You just gotta see it. The Batman was good at using uh, something in the way by Nirvana. Yeah. I would say Malignant. In the same type of way, really, they use a cover of Where Is My Mind. Oh, yeah. And it's almost done for, like, comedic effect. Yeah. Like, I don't know. They use it really well, and I like it as much as that. All right. My next movie. Blue Bayou is mine, so do two of them. Okay. Uh, nobody. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Okay, cool. And then after that... <laughs> Uh, is a movie that's probably nowhere near your list. Uh, Pixie. Hey, you're right. <laughs> it's not on there at all. <laughs> I really, really like this movie. It's just so much fun. It's one of those, you know, it's obviously trying to be Guy Ritchie. Not got, not trying to be, but it's it's obviously inspired by that. Yeah. And I think it's like, maybe not as good as Snatch, 
but like still a notch above like different crime comedies. Yeah. And I think Olivia Cook, like give her more roles like this because she's great in it. It's surprisingly sexually positive yeah. in its thinking. <laughs> like there's just elements of it where it's like, oh, huh, this is surprisingly kind of woke right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's so woke in here. <laughs> and it's funny. And it's funny. Yeah. Um, I really, really, I have a great time. Kind of hard to see Alec Baldwin like that now. Oh, yeah. After the whole Rust incident. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, you'll get to that part and you'll you'll feel however you feel yeah. about that. I forgot. Let us know. <laughs> All right, and then next one. Uh, Wait, my next one? Did you do two of them? Yeah, I, I did Nobody. Oh, I forgot about Nobody. Okay, yeah. Um, Coming Home in the Dark. Oh. Which I saw recently. Uh, shout out to Nick Salmick. Check out us. Uh, I think it's Psalm Home. I don't know. I was trying to put his Instagram, but I'll just put his link. Um, he told me about this movie because he saw it at the Sundance Film Festival. Oh, cool. And he was like, it's pretty heavy, but I think you'll like it. And that's exactly what happened. Pretty <laughs> heavy movie. It feels close to maybe something that could happen in real life. See, I don't even know what this Which is Which is what makes it scary. I, I, you know what? I don't even want to say what it's about either. Yeah. Go into it cold, but no, it's going to be not gory, but it's just, it's bleak. Okay. Yet, yet it feels satisfying where it goes. Okay. Hmm. And it's like even kind of poetic in a way. Okay. Uh, it'll have you thinking for sure. All right. For like a 90 minute movie, it definitely had me, it, I had it on my mind for a while. And it has an incredible performance by like the lead villain in the movie. Mm. Um, he looks a lot like uh, Guy Pierce. <laughs> okay. But it's not him. Right, it's not him. <laughs> he was too busy with Zone 414. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a shame. Like, if this movie was made in Australia, it probably would have gone to him. Yeah. But, alas, it was a New Zealand film. Oh, okay. But, hey, it's on Netflix right now. Probably one of the better things Netflix has. Is it on Netflix? It's, yeah. Oh, shit. I'd say check it out. Just know it's going to be kind of shocking. Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't get too scared. Uh, it's only 90 minutes. Yeah. All right, my next one is... Uh... In the Heights. When you're a jet... No, it's uh, <laughs> West Side Story. Yeah, I figured. I really liked it. I think it's, I when I first saw, I kept we kept seeing those trailers, and I was like Spielberg, I love you, but we do not need a new West Side Story. Turns out we do, <laughs> uh, because this movie's great. Um, Rachel Ziegler as Maria is like she has a scene there at the end where I'm like, like she's. Fantastic in this. Uh, Ariana DeBose. Is this DeBose. her first role? Uh, I think she played Maria on like a stage version. But like, I mean like but in like film. like in film. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I gotta look that up. Um, but yeah, everybody's... Well... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mostly everybody. Yeah. Except for that one little... Little thing. Little hiccup. Baby driver. Yeah. <laughs> Should have uh, stayed mute. Yeah. <laughs> It's not that he's bad, it's just that everyone else is so good at, like, singing yeah. 
And it's like, this guy is clearly not a singer. That's crazy, because he like has an album, I think. Really? Oh, yeah. shit. Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, he's not terrible, but it, it really is like, like... He seems on par with Jeremy Renner in that album that he did. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's not good, but go on. But Rachel Ziegler and, and uh, Ariana DeBoe, um, Rita Morano, the guy who plays... Um, um, Isn't it Rita Moreno? Moreno? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know who she is. <laughs> uh, um, but, yeah, it's it's one of those stories where you go, we don't need this. And then you watch it, and, you know, it's like, this story is still... It's it's a over... It's like a 60-year-old story. I mean, even Romeo more than... And it's Julia, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. yeah. But it still works. It's still like... You, I still got, you know, like, oh, shit. Like, I, I remember, because West Side Story... Huh. At the school we were at, we watched that a lot. <laughs> Every yeah. musical class was like West Side Story. So I got kind of like, I don't want to see West Side Story ever again. Yeah, I'm glad I escaped it. I, I never saw that at school. <laughs> and, and, um, and when I watched this, I was like, damn, this still is a really good story. <laughs> so well, when we great, read great uh, musical sequences. Um, when we read uh, The Outsiders... I was actually worried that they were going to show us West Side Story instead of The Outsiders because maybe The Outsiders would be like... I mean, I think it's a PG movie, but... Yeah. No, but nope, we didn't get it, so good. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed West Side Story. One time, and this is figuratively speaking, this happened, but not the way I'm telling it. One time Jeff walked into a bar and said, Hey... West Side Story is on HBO Max now, in case anybody wants to see it. And the entire bar beat the shit out of him for no reason. That didn't happen, but it did happen on your Facebook post. Yeah. I was like, oh, this really good movie is out. And everyone was like, man, fuck that movie. Yeah. Everyone in the comments just for no that reason. Shit. Look at how they massacred my boy. Yeah. Um, that West Side Story trailer would pop up on Facebook uh-huh. from, like, their official account. Yeah. And the comments would all be, like, this doesn't have to be made. Mr. Spielberg, I beg of you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dumbass comments like that. And I was just one of based those people. On, just, but just based on the profile photos of these people, I thought, you just like the original because it has brown face. Right. Oh, my God. That's, that's the only that's reason the you're, thing, like, it's it. It's like, oh, this actually has brown people in it. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's people of color. People but. of color. That sounds really bad. I was thinking about it that. Brown people. <laughs> right, get canceled right. for that. People of color. It's my turn, right? Mm-hmm. Saint Maud. We won't go into oh, it. Cool. We have a whole. Yeah. I went <laughs> in on it during um, listen both to our eight twenty four horror episode. And if that's not enough, listen to our best of the year so far yeah. from last year. Um, boy, how that's changed. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, still feel the same way about St. Maud. Still feel the same way about The Vigil, which was my next one. Oh, cool. Uh, we already talked about that. Um, this is probably going to be higher on your list. Or, maybe it's not there at all. But North Hollywood. Oh, it's not on my list. Really? I really liked it, though. Uh, this is what I... Not wanted to, but wish... That uh, mid-90s could be. 
Because, oh, like, yeah. Mid-90s is a good movie. Yeah, I liked it. It's a very good movie. But it's hard. It's rough. Yeah. And maybe... I feel like it doesn't even have to be as rough as it is. Okay. That's Unless the Mid-90s. That. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, North Hollywood is kind of the same... It feels like it's set in the same world, for sure. And it's a similar story. It's like a coming-of-age movie. But it's funny. Yeah. And it's pleasant. Mm-hmm. And it never really gets that dark. No, and it has an interesting message. Yeah, it feels more hopeful than anything. Yeah. And now that I'm a fan of Euphoria, <laughs> for anybody who's a fan of uh, Fesco, he's in the movie playing Fesco. <laughs> Not really playing him, but this guy only knows how to act one way. <laughs> and it's... Um, <laughs> Maybe he's not acting. Maybe that's just him. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> it really seems like it is. But, uh, you know, it's funny. Aquafina does a black scent. The whole world goes in, into flames. <laughs> but sexy-ass Fesco does it. <laughs> and suddenly, hey, it's okay to do that. <laughs> I haven't this seen This dude does it for so. two whole seasons, and that might just be him. <laughs> and uh, nothing wrong with that. I liked him in the movie. Yeah, he's good in it. Uh, but yeah, check out North Hollywood. It's fun. It's got, if you like skater culture. It's a really sweet movie, yeah. Yeah. Um, Pretty good. My next one is The Summit of the Gods. Oh, I gotta see that. The animated movie. Yeah, the animated movie. Um, Did it make you feel tense despite being animated? <laughs> It made me, there's, I mean, it's one of those mountain climbing movies, so it really, I mean, jeez. There, there are scenes where they're putting themselves <laughs> in danger where it's just like, I would never survive this. Yeah. That's insane. Um, it's gorgeously animated. It's a gripping story, mystery, um, and it was one of those movies that I had never heard about until... You know, I popped was, up on Netflix. It popped up. Well, it popped up on a few top ten lists, a couple wow, top ten lists on YouTube uh, channels, and I was like, "Oh, it's on Netflix. I'll watch that." And it was great. I was I was really blown away by it. Um, so yeah, Summit of the Gods is a really good movie if you enjoy if you enjoyed Free Solo, but you were like, "Let's have more ice," <laughs> then watch Summit of the Gods. That's funny. Uh, Swan Song. Uh, Not the one with Mahershala Ali. The Udo Kier. Udo Kier film. Yeah. Also on Hulu. Really? It's about... Man, Hulu getting it all. Yeah. They they get all the indie stuff, usually. Nice. It's about a retired, elderly... I mean, he's played by Udo Kier. Yeah. um, Gay hairdresser, stylist. Mm Mm-hmm. Who his favorite client, kind of best friend that they had a falling out. um, She passed away. Mm-hmm. And in her will, uh, states that she wants him to do her hair. Yeah, for um, her funeral, dress her up, and that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg about the plot. It's just kind oh, of yeah. like a self. It's it's a self discovery movie at the age of like seventy five or <laughs> however yeah. old he is. So it's. It does get, get kind of dark, and it gets kind it's, of... Um, it gets kind of sad. gets kind of sad. 
Yet Udo Kier is like such a larger than life character in it. Yeah. While being like really reserved. I think he does an incredible job. Yeah. And I think it's funny as hell. There's there's it's a, always nice to see him. There's a scene where he goes into a salon he used to work at and now it's uh it's run by black women. Yeah. And that whole scene is just like fucking hilarious. Yeah. It just shows how charming he is. They don't feel like actors. It feels like one of those movies like that they maybe use real people. Yeah. Um, the, but the, I the dance clubs. Yeah, the dance club scene was great. I just love it. I thought this was a, this was a nice really discovery. beautiful yeah. looking movie. And Udo Kier, who's in Suspiria and in every other like Italian horror movie and schlock American horror movie, yeah. like he's got so many movies down. On his IMDb page. Yeah. Because he's kind of like, yeah, I'm not doing anything. Of course I'm going to be in this. Uh, And yet here he gives like a genuinely incredible performance, which makes you realize like, he's just, he must have always been a good actor. Yeah. Like if he can give this performance, he's like, I think about it, I don't think I've ever disliked him in a movie. No, me neither. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was great to see him like get the spotlight. All right. What number are you on? Uh, 21? Okay, I'm on 22. Okay, so what's your 22? Uh, Shiva Baby. Okay, that's further down on my okay. list. But if you want to say something about it, go ahead. Oh, no, we'll talk about it later then. All right. Just like nobody. Okay, so what's your 21? The Beta Test. Hey, nice. Hey, is this on yours? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's also, um, wait a minute, is it? Uh, it was supposed to be. Oh, damn. <laughs> so, You're a um, big Jim Cummings fan. I know, I know. I think I just, honestly, I think I forgot to put it on there. Yeah. Uh, but I really like the beta test, too. I this is also great. my, uh, whatever, 21. It's my 21 number two. Oh, Because okay. I'm also adding it to the list. Okay. It's really funny and how awkward and how satirical and how dark it gets. Yeah. I think Jim Cummings is so good in this. Um, he, in the other, in his other movies, it's kind of like, well, we like this character. So I, I don't like seeing him beat down, but this character is kind of like, everything's going wrong and it's funny because it's so like, what the fuck is going on with this one, with this yeah. plot? Like the whole, you know, invitation and everything. Um, yeah. He's also like an asshole. Yeah, oh, for sure. He's like that's such why, a piece that's of why shit. That's why you're like kind of, you're laughing because everything's going yeah. wrong. And yet it's like, well, I want to see this through to the end. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know if I'm rooting for you, but I want you to find out what's yeah. up. Um, it's a good mystery as well as like a good dark comedy. Yeah, it feels, like a, it feels like a really, really good episode of Black Mirror. Because uh, yeah. it's got like a very human, satirical element to it. Yeah, it still deals with, like, cybercrime. Mm-hmm. Like, there's definitely, like, a whole... Um, I guess I don't want to say cyberpunk, but you know, there's there's some, like, internet aspect yeah. to it, which is, like, kind of, like... This is almost schlocky in a way. Like, this feels fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was a better Riddler than the Riddler. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. Right. I'm kidding. I'll stop bringing up the Batman. <laughs> What's next? Uh... Oh, my number 19? Yeah. The Sparks Brothers. Right on. 
Oh, you don't have it on yours? It's not on my list. Oh, wow. Yeah. You I told really, me to watch it. I know. Isn't <laughs> it really good? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's, uh, my number... I just missed my list? My number 19 and 18 are movies that are like... I don't think I'll watch them again anytime soon. No. But I'm glad they exist because this needs to be documented. <laughs> because I never heard of Sparks until yeah. this. And it's crazy because I'm like, how have I never heard about this? They've had like 20 albums. They're still making albums this, since like the 70s. Exactly, yeah. And they're... They're I mean, touring now too again. Oh, really? Yeah. Like currently? Yeah. Oh, shit. You, you want to look up tickets? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a I have not a huge playlist, but I have a, a Spotify playlist of them that I listen to. Yeah, uh, it's it's just great songs, and it's a really interesting. It's really introspective. Like you really get to know their story, and like album to album. And Edgar Wright, I think, does a great job. This is a almost two and a half hour documentary, and it does not feel that way. No, it doesn't. They're and, almost like a mix of like. T-Rex and uh, Erasure. I don't know. But, but like, sure. I mean, during the documentary, they bring up, like, if you've ever heard a song from Erasure or, oh. like, uh, Patch Mode or, like, New Order, there's some influence there from the Sparks Brothers. Yeah. Like, you kind of trace it back to, like, it's one of those, this is your favorite band's favorite yeah. band type and stories. I think... I mean, you can say they sound a lot, but they change their sound up so many times. Yeah. Like, number one song in heaven is a Giorgio Moroder type uh, album. And then, like, it's one of their more, I mean, uh, one of their more recent albums is like a operatic kind of yeah. rock opera. Like, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Uh, it's a really interesting documentary. There are artists through and through. Yeah. I'm, oh, and that's the thing. They say in the documentary, they don't give up. Yeah. If, they, if something does not work out, they just move on to the next one. That's how my, that's how they have so many albums. Yeah. They just keep working. Um, I'm really glad I get, I, I discovered these guys. It's a great, it's a great little movie to watch. I first heard them, uh, when watching Kick-Ass for the first time. Hmm. Their song, uh, This Town Isn't Big Enough, yeah. for both of us, is in, um, it's it's the scene where he's, like, talking to Red Mist, to, uh, oh, okay. what's his name, McLovin? Yeah. Chris Morris um, To, like, meet up and hang out. Mm-hmm. I remember it vividly because I, I, well, well you saw that, that movie a lot of times. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, like, that song was, like, so, like, oh, man, what is this? Yeah. That I went home and I bought the soundtrack when it was finally available just to hear that song because I, I couldn't find like I didn't know who Sparks was like yeah, yeah. that sounds um, great but I've loved that song since then then watching this documentary is like oh shit I like a lot of their music as it turns out and I mean if you look up they did a recent performance not recent in the last few years maybe like five years um, to support their latest album. And they did a performance of this tiny big enough for the police. Nice. And hey, man, that singer um, can still hit those notes. Yeah. Even at like 60, 70 years old. For sure. So that's really cool. I really, I really dug it a lot. Well, they also did the soundtrack for Annette's. 
Yeah, I was Which thinking about was watching. Almost that. gonna be. On, I'm so glad you didn't. <laughs> uh, cool intro song by them. I'm sure they have more music throughout the the movie. I'll never know. This <laughs> is too much. I love pretentious shit. I like French art house stuff. As it turns out, I have a limit, and it's uh, it's it's a net. As it turns out, um, but hey, guess where that's streaming right now. Amazon. Yep, so you can go check it out if you'd like. Alright. Go ahead and waste your two hours. <laughs> um, so what number were you at? Uh, Sparks Brothers was 19. Wild Indian. Oh, yeah. We have a review up on it. Uh, it's another screener that we got. Mm-hmm. Another Sundance movie that Nick told you to watch. Another Sundance movie that Nick told me to watch. I'm glad he did. Yeah. Because... Uh, this is one of those thriller movies that are very special because it's like, I'm going to figure you out. And then it's like, nope. oh, there was no way I'm, I was going to be able to figure yeah. it out because this is so well written. It's really good to go into that movie not knowing what it's going to be about. Yeah. Because it takes you on such a journey. Um, Much like coming home in, in the dark, it's dark subject material. Oh, it's very heavy. It's yeah. bleak. Um, Incredibly bleak. So... Know that before watching it. Yeah. Uh, but also go in as cold as possible. Yeah. I mean, Cheske Spencer. Yeah. Um, Michael Gray Eyes is also good as as the lead character, but Cheske Spencer is. Uh, it really is like a it's a breakout performance. Yeah. He's so good in this movie. Some of you might know him from Twilight. Some of you might know him from Red Dead Redemption. Not Red Dead Redemption. Red Revolver. Dead Revolver. Uh, which is really cool. I was replaying that, and I was like, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great actor. Uh, yeah, check it out. If you like thrillers, check it out. If you like bleak films, check it out. Um, <laughs> if you just like to be like, what the hell? Yeah. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> yeah. All right, my number 18? Yep. It's going to make people really mad. Oh, no. That's this low. Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, no. <laughs> I made sure that was in the top ten. <laughs> it was originally in my top ten in, like, December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Then I saw more movies. That's um, Oh, my God. <laughs> just, no, it's like, it's one of those, like I said. I get it. No, it's no, like, it's totally cool. It's talk about bleak. I don't think I'll ever watch this again, but yeah. it needs to be seen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's seen. terrifying that this is based on a true story. Um, Daniel Kaluuya absolutely, I mean, we talked about this on our best of the year so far, but he absolutely deserved that Oscar. Yeah. Uh, like, he's Stanfield, Jesse Plemons is just so hateable in this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, oh, whoever played. Um, I don't know the actress's name because I haven't seen her before, but whoever played Daniel Kaluuya, uh, Fred Hampton's girlfriend. Um, yes. She's so uh, good in this. She's really good in this. What was she just in? Oh, she's in um, uh, the, the movie about the shooting Which where the one? cop shoots the black kid because he was brushing his hair. Uh, Hate You Give? The Hate You Give. She's in oh, that. Oh, cool. Uh, she's great in that, too. That's a um, good movie. Yeah, you should. You guys should check that out if you haven't. Hey, guess where that's at? Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> so just go to Hulu after watching. Do you want to know why black people are so angry in America now these days? Yeah, watch Judas and the Black Messiah. Exactly. Hey, are you? Um, 
Agent uh, Critico, why do you make so many cops about uh, cops getting shot? Watch Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, man. And you'll get it. <laughs> and the hate you give. Yep. And blind spotting. <laughs> and yep. monsters and men. If you want something completely neutral to the, uh, to the arguments, monsters and men. That's true. Which is also on Hulu. Yeah, because they have Hulu, that John David Washington us. segment. <laughs> yeah, Hulu, please sponsor us. Actually, until they sponsor us, don't go to Hulu. <laughs> Pirate these films. Do whatever you gotta do, just not them. <laughs> then, once they sponsor us, I think you guys should go check out Hulu. Cool. But until then, fuck them. No. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I, I, I watched a lot of Catfish out of Hulu. <laughs> yeah. They are pretty great. <laughs> Alright, what number was that again? That was uh, 18. Oh man, you're going to be mad about this. Oh no. Small engine repair. Oh, okay. No, that's... No, that's hey, fine. right on. <laughs> it's it's not in my top 10, but it just barely missed out. We have a review of it. Go check that out, because uh, I don't know if I have a lot to say about it again. Oh yeah, it's it's... It's one of those ways. I also got it for four ninety nine on Voodoo, and I was gonna watch it. And I was like, "Man, <laughs> this is this is such a it talk about wild Indian. This movie takes you on a journey, yeah. Where you're just like, I don't know where this is gonna end up. Yeah. I thought um, everyone was great in it. Um, it's so tense, but it's also it builds the characters really well in the first half. I loved it. I I highly recommend that. Yeah. Very underrated. It's another movie where it's like, I don't know if I like these people, but... Yeah. I'm but they're here, certainly better I'm than here this now, other I'm here person. for them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so go check that one out. Um, your turn. This is a movie that originally was a lot lower, but the more I, the more I see it get award buzz, the more I'm like, good for that movie. Uh, uh, Coda. Ah, okay. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. It's, it's on Apple TV. Um, it's one of those movies where you're just like... This is just a comfort movie. Like, you know, it's a Jeff movie. Yeah. It makes you feel good. It's about a, a, a family uh, from a perspective we don't see a lot. And uh, it's just, it's funny. It's sweet. It's, it's got heart. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Would you say that you know where the movie's going? Probably. Watching it? Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. But it's done really well. Oh, hey, another reason to get Apple to... Wait, wait, wait. No, it's not. Until they sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> Until Ted Lasso Season 3 comes out. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, so, next up... Wait, who's there? It's my turn, right? Uh, yeah. Nine Days. Oh, yeah. Is it safe to assume we'll probably talk about it later? Definitely. Alright, let's, <laughs> let's do that later. Uh, for me... I'm feeling kind of silly that I put this above Judas and the Black Messiah now. Oh, no. But uh, the harder they fall. Oh, no. <laughs> the Western. Also with... Um, Lucky Sanfield. Lucky Sanfield. That movie, I watched... It's also another movie that's almost... like It's like two hours and 20, and I watched it twice. Relatively close together. <laughs> I just really... It's got such great style and act, like action and characters. I think Regina King... Uh, especially is great in it. Idris Elba's great. Jonathan Majors. It's just got really cool characters that I love following. Yeah. The characters are really cool. I thought it went a little too long. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. 
Um, Great soundtrack. Absolutely. They do this remix with a reggae track. Yeah. From, um, I forgot his name, but that's really cool. Like, the way that they implemented it. Probably as good as, like, the Django soundtrack in Django. Um, But after watching this, it's almost like... It feels problematic if you would want to watch Django again (laughs) instead of this one. Yeah. (laughs) I guess you can make um, a Black Cowboy movie without saying the N-word a single time. A hundred times? Yep. (laughs) I mean, hey, man. It's been ten years. We love Django. But, yeah, yeah, it's one of those, like... Oh, they did this whole two and a half hour movie without saying it once. That's yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah. Cool ass movie. Wasn't on my list, but I definitely recommend checking it out. Yeah. Also, there's a character in it that I think we're supposed to feel bad when he gets killed. But I was like, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I might be alone in thinking that, but it's just, um, I don't know. You I get it. usually don't ever want to say this, but he was kind of asking for it. Right. He was kind of literally he asking was, for it. Yeah, he's, he was a little cocky. <laughs> All right. What do we got next? Uh, what number are we Mine are not numbered, so hold on. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you've been counting them? No, I, I have them separated in like groups of ten. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, 20, 19, 18, 17, 16. We're on 16? I think so. What was the last movie you talked about? Uh, nine days. We okay. skipped it. Okay. Uh, well, then I did Harder They Fall. What's next for you? Where you go? Martha, a picture story. Oh, yeah. Documentary about a uh, photographer who, during um, the 80s? I think so. In the 80s of New York, uh, photographed street artists and the whole movement at that time. Mm -hmm. And now she's considered a god amongst the Yeah, she made that book. And everyone's like, like, that's the Bible of street art. Yeah. Uh, It's a really interesting uh, documentary. I... You know, I don't have a lot to say about it, but I remember thinking this, I is, a, this is a pretty interesting story. I think I, I read a, it's an aspect of a it's a side of a culture that I you know I've never been to New York. I don't I'm, I don't do graffiti, yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting to watch it from an outsider's perspective. Uh, I thought it was a great story, and it, I I just like that it's like a very kind of hopeful mm-hmm. movie. It's like a it's like an underdog story almost too. Yeah, uh, so good shit. All right. Big Willie style. What? Oh, King Richard. King Richard. (laughs) (laughs) Huh? (laughs) He might get that Oscar tonight. We'll see. Um, Would you rather be him or... um, Look, man. Spider-Man. That's my next movie also. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it was when I saw King Richard, I was like... And I told you this to you and Ricky, like... Man, ain't nobody got... Go get that Oscar, Will. And then when I saw Tick, Tick, Boom, I was like... Oh, shit. Sorry, sorry, Will. I know you've been chasing that Oscar for years, man. But Spider-Man might uh, might usurp you. Uh, but King Richard's great. It's... it's um, 
It's another movie that does not feel long to me. It, I just was really invested in the story. Okay. It, it, it's one of those movies where um, it doesn't. I mean, it's he's in the, he's the title character, but it's not. They don't paint uh, Richard Williams as like a god, like a saint, where like he's yeah. just flawless. Like they they definitely have people in the movie go like call him on his shit. Oh, that's good. Um, oh my god, Anjanou Ellis as his wife is. There's a reason she's nominated tonight. Oh, she's okay. so good in this. Right on. But yeah, it's it's a it's a great you know it's inspirational. It's a great sports story. It's a great it's an interesting look at a very interesting real life character. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I I I saw it on HBO Max. It's probably coming there soon again. So. Um, well, hey, sometimes my parents watch movies. This will probably be <laughs> one of them. So I'll just watch it with them when they do. <laughs> Okay, now this is 15 through 1. Mm-hmm. These are movies that I am 100% like, I'm going to need y'all to check this out. Alright. First Date. Oh, yeah. I never got around to seeing that. Yeah. Google where you can watch it right now. Hulu, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> As always. Um, it's a dark comedy, kind of. In the vein of something like Go or like... Oh, that's all you have to say. <laughs> not so much a Tarantino film, but it feels like it could be a part of those, like, that wave of Tarantino imitators. Yeah. But in the best way possible. So Go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just about this one kid who finally gets the courage to ask out a girl. Mm. And she says, yep, I'm totally down for that. Pick me up at 8 o'clock. And then everything goes wrong. (laughs) From that point forward. Nothing goes right. It's like a violent version of... um, Of... Oh my god, what's it called? After Hours. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) With a car. It's also one of those movies where like the car is like a character almost. Huh. With the shit that goes around on it. And yet at some points it's like, oh, this shit... This is... I'm upset that wow. this happened. Like, holy fuck. I wasn't oh, expecting damn. it to get uh, kind of dark while still... It's still fun throughout. Okay. Yeah, I remember you bringing it up. You were and you it's, um, for one of us, right? Yeah, and it's got uh, kind of a surprising amount of violence in it that I wasn't expecting. Oh, wow. It's not... Like, no one's head explodes or anything right. like that, but, like... I don't know. I, I wasn't expecting this movie to have squibs for any reason. Okay. So I was kind of surprised by like, oh shit, okay, there's like, there's real stakes here oh, in this nice. movie. Um, but I highly recommend it. Go check it out. Maybe we'll watch it after this after this uh, All right. recording. Hey. Alright. It's a, probably a quick movie? 90 minutes? Yep. Yeah. Every movie that's 90 minutes and under is a good movie about the wall. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> I know it's probably not true, but God, I'm so fucking tired of sitting in the movie theater for Two plus hours. <laughs> Somehow sitting could be exhausting when it's like <laughs> a cramped room with people that you don't like, and well, yeah, I mean, not people that you don't like, but people you don't know. And you're like, I don't know when this movie is going. <laughs> yeah, and God forbid that you sit in the middle of the row yeah. <laughs> and have to pee and fucking just make everyone move because they're all now reclining. Oh yeah, since AMC lets you just watch a movie in your bed. <laughs> 
That's how I felt. It's hell. Quick, quick uh, <laughs> side note, that's how I felt going to the United Center again for a concert. Like, okay, no, do you have to do you get your drinks now? Because those rows are fucking narrow. There yep. is like, <laughs> there is no way you can be like, oh, excuse me. Like, yep. no, get that shit before the concert starts. <laughs> Anyways, uh, my number 15 is a movie called Tick, Tick, Boom. Right on. And it's a movie that I thought, man, I don't know anything about... I, I haven't seen... I saw Rent, like, maybe once, ten years ago. Yeah. I don't know anything about Jonathan Larson. I don't need to see this. And it was our friend Ricky who said, no, you should see it. It's, a, it's about, like, you know, someone who recently turned 30. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, as, as, as... I don't know. I don't want to... I don't... I don't consider myself an artist, but I, <laughs> I'm in the. I'm fascinated by the creative field. Yeah. Um, so I gave it a shot, and yeah, the songs are great. Um, it, Andrew Garfield. This is like, this is one of those. His movies. Oscar to lose. I kind of want him to win. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Will, but he's so good in this. There's a scene where, like, a whole. There's a scene where he's playing piano in this empty park, and that whole scene is is just like, oh, my heartstrings. Uh, it's a tragic story when you find out. I mean, this is real life; it's not yeah. a spoiler. When you find out what happened to the, the actual character later on, um, but it's also a a nice story. It's it, like like it's it doesn't end on like, oh, I'm really depressed. It ends on like, oh shit. But that was a really good film. Um, nice. And uh, Alexander Shipp uh, and Vanessa Hudgens, who are in uh, Asking For It, <laughs> they're in this together. So, I mean, they're not together. I don't think they share any scenes. But this is a little bit better of, of a movie than that, <laughs> than that one. Who's, who's Alexander Shipp? And... Oh, uh, she's like the, the main girl that, that uh, recruits. Uh, oh, okay, 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 okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, hey, tick, tick, boom. Seems like another one of those uh, parent movies <laughs> that my parents would Lin watch. Lin-Manuel directed it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, damn. He's in uh, one of my lists. He's in, another mo- he's in another movie on my list, and I thought, I already saw one of them. I don't need to see the other. <laughs> yeah, I saw one musical by him. Come on. That's fine. I was wrong. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Shiva Baby. Yeah. Shiva baby, Shiva. I keep saying Shiva, and that's like the the Mortal Kombat character. Um, <laughs> Shiva baby, yeah, uh, starring most beautiful woman in the whole world. <laughs> Three of the most beautiful women yeah. in the whole world. Um, Rachel Senate. Senate, who does an incredible job. Oh yeah, and like some of the best deadpan humor <laughs> I've seen in a while. It's uh, you described it best as uncut gems at a bar mitzvah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just so, like, you're tense and you don't know where it's going to go, but you're also laughing, but you're also... I mean, the the last, like, few minutes, you're like, you could read several ways. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but it's, it's... It's that perfect mix of, like, I am so uncomfortable right now, but I want to see where this is going because it's it's kind of making me laugh a lot. Yeah. Um, 
Highly recommend it. HBO Max. Watch it right now. You know what else makes it perfect? Mm. What's the runtime on that bitch? Yeah, that, that it's like 70-something. Yup. <laughs> Under 90 minutes, already good. Under 80 minutes. You, you, you only have, you know, you, you can only go up from this point. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's, um, it's definitely, uh, Rachel Sennett know, is like best friends with the director. They like made a, a short of it and then they made this movie. Oh, right on. Uh, so I'm looking forward to whatever they do next. Yep. All right, your turn. All right, after Tick, Tick, Boom. A movie you still haven't seen. Um, Dune. Yeah. Hey. But I'm still, I'm so glad that this is just as good as I wanted it to be. Because, hey man, we might go into this after the best of list, but there is some, <laughs> there is some disappointments. Not, not movies that I was like, this was terrible, but like, hey man, <laughs> there, there are some movies that I was like, that should have been better, or I wish I liked that more, and Dune was not one of those movies. I walked out of Dune, and I was like, give me a time machine, I want to go to 2023 right now, I want to see part two. <laughs> Damn. Well, sounds like I'm going to like it when I finally see it. <laughs> Two and a half hours, though. When will that be? <laughs> but, but, Who knows? Your, but on your couch, so, you know. Yeah, whereas <laughs> under 90 minutes, it's like, ooh, let's see how much better this can get. If a movie has a runtime of two hours, I will go in that bitch like, you better fucking earn this. <laughs> you better fucking prove that you were worth all this time. <laughs> I gave you basically a year of my life <laughs> that I will never get back. <laughs> and then my dumbass did it twice. <laughs> For what? The Batman. Oh yeah. Oh man. I still really like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll talk about that when we get to uh, your best of the year so far. Yeah. Twenty twenty two. Okay, uh, Shiver Baby, and then what did you just say? Dune. Dune. Summertime. This is way higher on my list. That's what I figured, so let's just go ahead and wait. Uh, my number 12, Zola. Oh, cool. That's a good movie. Right on. Okay. Is this I think, not on your list? I, no. Gotcha. Definitely not. not definitely not in the sense that it's a bad movie. I just, I've seen it twice. I like the movie. I don't have a desire to like, you know, see it again. Yeah. I, I do really like the actors in it, uh, especially... Uh, Coleman Domingo, that's yes. like a breakout role for him. Him, This and Candyman were like, okay, this guy is awesome. That and Riley Keough, who I've never seen like this. Yeah. this is I've seen her in a bunch of movies. This is like completely different than anything she's ever done. I can't think of anything else she's in. Mad Max. Mad Max oh, she's uh, one of the, the wives. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, oh, man, they're all... I, American Honey I have on my voodoo, but... I still it's how long know, is that one? That movie is two hours and forty something minutes. <laughs> See, feels like a commitment. That's what I'm saying, man. Start watching that movie. I bet you're gonna be like, this better be fucking worth two hours and forty five. But that's minutes. I mean, you know me. Like sometimes a movie can be like like I like the Batman. I like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Sometimes a movie can be that long and be, but we'll fucking see because yep. every time I wanted to see American Honey in theaters, I was like. Wait, how long is it? <laughs> I gotta plan my whole day around this. Zola, on the other hand, is what seventy-five minutes. Yeah, maybe? it's it's 
Some would say maybe a little too short. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. Okay. I think one minute longer I would have been like, you guys, you got to wrap this up. Oh, okay. Um, I thought it ended perfectly. And that's okay. why I love this movie. The whole thing was just like a wild ride. It's a oh, horror yeah. movie in a way. Oh, yeah. You definitely get scared of like, whoa, wait, wait a minute. Where are we going right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and nothing like bloody or horrific happens, but no. it is a true story in the sense like this is not what we signed up for, no. <laughs> or at least the character you know is put in that kind of situation. There is a very brief scene of sexual assault, mm. but I I know that's like a big turnoff for people watching movies. I don't think this will have that effect like it, it, it is kind of like a part of the scene yeah. that it happens in and it's not too graphic but that's like the only kind of warning I gotta give but okay. so I mean it's an A24 movie everyone's kind of seen this yeah everyone who was gonna see Zola has seen Zola another movie that was like four ninety nine on Voodoo so you yeah. probably get it I don't know if it's I bad. sure did yeah I don't think it's uh, that cheap anymore but Oh, you know, Voodoo, they'll be like, this is $8. You know what? I'm going to wait till it goes down a little bit. This is now $14. Yeah. Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> All right. I think I skipped your 13, so do 13 and 12. The Last Duel. 13? 13, yeah. Oh, damn. This movie. I forgot rocks. to watch that. <laughs> Speaking of. Uh, 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 right. Yeah. There's no getting around that. No. It's, it's pretty much the crux of the movie. Um, so yeah, I, uh, and they, I don't think it's gratuitous or exploitative, but they do not shy away from it. Right. Um, but it's such an intrigue. Another movie that's two and a half hours. I did not mind at all. I was so intrigued by, cause it's kind of like a, you get the story from Adam Driver's perspective and then they go back and then they do Matt Damon's perspective and then they go back and then you do Jodie Comer's perspective and I know you uh, know Jerry Comer from Killing Eve. I do not watch that show. I will try. You know her from Free Guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this was the movie that I was like, okay, who is this? <laughs> because she's so good in this. Yeah. She's great. It, uh, um, and <laughs> Ben Affleck's in it. He's really good in it. Uh, I don't know why the fuck they nominated him for a Razzie, but, you know, they, they don't... The Razzies don't no, matter. No, the Razzies don't matter. They yeah, matter nobody. less than the fucking Oscars. <laughs> exactly. People are still excited about the Oscars. Like, yeah. oh, I wonder what's going to win. Nobody gives a fuck about the Razzies. I, I said this to uh, to you and Ricky, but, like, the Razzies is, like, the ultimate examer, example of, like, boomer humor <laughs> that just needs to die out. Yeah. Like, the joke is literally, like, movie bad, and, like, yeah. usually it's not a bad movie. And usually it's a movie that is, like, well, yeah, everyone's dogged on that. I don't need... That's not, like, oh, Twilight's a bad movie. Yeah, I know that. Like, right. why, why do you have to... Okay. Yeah. Um, but... Who gives a shit? Yeah. But The Last Duel? Oh, my God. Uh... The, you know the setup, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once they get to the title, like sequence, I was, I was putty in this movie's hand. <laughs> I was so tense. I was so like the stakes are so high. It's like one of those things where it's like, please God, I know this is a movie, but please let this turn out the right way. And it's intense. It's got like. <laughs> 
<laughs> there's there's some badass moments of combat in it. I mean, it's Ridley Scott, so you know, Gladiator and all that. Um, I walked out of this movie thinking I went in thinking like, oh, I love Goodwill Hunting, Ben Affleck and and Matt Damon, and um, I forget who else co-wrote with them, but you know, they haven't written a movie in a while. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm interested in that. But I didn't go in saying, like, oh, I need to see this. And I came out, I was like, this movie rocks. This movie is so fucking good. Right on. Yeah. All right. And what's your number 12? Uh, Small Engine Repair. Okay. Now we can talk about it. Okay. (laughs) No, I already... Oh, yeah. No, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. We can talk about it. Never mind. Yeah, this has been a long episode. (laughs) <laughs> We're only an hour in, an hour and eight minutes in. <laughs> oh boy! Um, Nightmare Alley, it's mine. Oh, cool. Level. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I think it's bleak, and that's why I like it. It's just <laughs> nothing but the most unlikable people for the most part. Except there's Rudy also Mara. yeah, there's Rooney Mara, um, this fine ass Tony Collette, <laughs> and yet another. She she doesn't even have to do it. She doesn't even have to do it. But she's like, you know what? I'm going to body the fuck out of this performance. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give her my best. She I mean, always does it. Her and Defoe. Yeah. I mean, I. Yeah, just, Willem Defoe knocks out of the fucking park. For what? For Nightmare Alley? For, not that <laughs> that's a bad thing, but he's yeah. in the movie for maybe 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. And. Yeah, he. I love that man. He so should have been nominated again. Yeah. Um. I think Nightmare Alley, it's a good movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's not on my list, but I think it's a good Guillermo del Toro movie. Even though, like, if you're expecting, like, monsters and No, stuff, it's it, not. It's no, a noir film. No, it's definitely definitely a noir with some, like, del Toro-esque violence yeah. <laughs> peppered in there every now and then. It has an amazing ending. Yeah, <laughs> when you figure out what's going on, you're like... That's so fucking cool. That's so fucking cool, but also so fucking, like, damn. Like, that's it's poetic, you, but yeah. it's fucked up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's probably my favorite part of the movie, honestly. Uh, I love it. I think it's, like, a stunning-looking movie. Oh, like, for all sure. the fucking... Like, all the set design that they have mm-hmm. to make it look like the... What was the, the 20s or 40s or something? Somewhere around there, yeah. Um... It looks like that time period. Everyone's costumes look incredible. Mm-hmm. Fucking stunning movie. And yeah, I, I really do love that ending. And I love that it's like... You know, the whole time you're following the bad guy of the movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just kind of like... What are we supposed to do here? Like, what are yeah. we... Who are we rooting for? But it's intriguing as fuck to see where it's going. Mm-hmm. And you could totally picture it in... I think you could watch it in black and white on like the Blu-ray or something like that. Um, oh, is it in black and white? Uh, they, he made a cut of it that's in black, or, okay. black and white. Uh, which I don't know how it would look, but you can. It's it, it's a remake of a movie. I didn't know that. Which I didn't yeah. know that, and you could picture it being one of those like classic noir films. Yeah, for sure. The, yeah, um, I really really dig it. So that's my number eleven. My number 11 is a movie that was on my, that was my number 10 until we saw a movie again uh, very recently that I was like, shit, I gotta knock it off. But I, I tried to make room for this because I made such a big deal about this in, in last summer. 
in the heights. <laughs> this fucking joyous <laughs> hug of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I some of the songs I'll just randomly go on HBO Max and just like I'm gonna watch this again. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking just beautiful, and I just it it's just. What, what, I mean, we talked about this on our best of the year show. I mean, like, what else is there to say? But right. I think it's, you know, it I was a movie that looked great, and I was hyped for it. And I, was, and I looked, and I watched it, and I said, I really enjoyed that. And then I watched it again on HBO Max. And then I listened to the soundtrack, and I watched some of those scenes again. It... It, it really worked for me. It's a Jeff movie. Yeah, it makes of course. It feels warm. It's, it's, it's happy. Yeah. yeah, it's a crowd pleaser. Uh, I agree. I think it's pretty good. Uh, I understand the controversy. Um, oh, yeah. But I also was like kind of blessed in having been able to see... The actual stage. Version of, yeah, a, a production of it. Oh, like a small theater production. Mm-hmm. But still, they did it. And they did an incredible job. And that was my standard. And then, like... There's the original recording soundtrack that's on Spotify. Yeah. I listened to that before seeing it uh, live when we went to go see it. And that's kind of just like... This is... I still kind of prefer this. Right, yeah. Um, I mean, it's the first you saw. You're so used to it. Yeah. uh, But the movie is a pretty good adaptation and uh, honestly, it's better with Anthony Ramos as the lead in some of these songs instead of uh, Lin Manuel. Like, okay. I don't hate Lin Manuel. I am kind of tired of him. Okay. Um, <laughs> I also kind of understand the controversy with him and stuff like that, which I won't get into. But, right. Um, but I'm not a big fan of his singing. Okay. I I've said this before. Kind of sounds like a Muppet. <laughs> like you could picture like a felt puppet with this here. exact same voice of singing yeah um and that uh, it just kind of bugs me <laughs> <laughs> so not the kind of singing but Anthony Ramos is really great um and he replaces Lynn manuel in like the original recording so yeah if okay. you have to watch one version go ahead Pretty good. Yeah, it's on HBO Max right now. They knew what was the best part of the original recording, um, Abuela. Yeah. So they said, you're also going to play this yeah, role exactly. in the movie. Come on now. And, you know. um, if I even think of that scene, I might start crying. So <laughs> let's just go. Uh, you know what, actually? You know what we're going to do? Because I have to pee so goddamn bad. <laughs> we're going to... Have a brief break, and then we'll do our number ten, yeah. number one. And these are definitely fucking numbered, I would say. Oh yeah. All right. Here it is, the main event. Yes. The reason you're all here, you think the you opening what? act is over? Fucking thirty for thirty-two movies. I can only afford to watch, and by afford, I mean in terms of money and my valuable time. <laughs> I can only see ten movies a year. <laughs> so I better see the best fucking movies that were ever made. And you know what? These 10? Maybe not that good, but pretty fucking good. I think <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretty like good. They're Number pretty cool. 10, I got Pig. Nicolas Cage film. Really? 
Based on your face, I feel like it's going to be way, it's way higher. higher on yours. <laughs> um, but Damn. hey, my number 10 through 1, kind of like with the A24 thing, it's like, okay. these are all, I love these movies for sure. Okay. Um, but number one's definitely number one. Ooh, I don't know what this is. No. But hey, we uh, have we talked about that before? No, I don't no, think right. so. Not here. I mean, it opened... In the summertime, but I think that was after our best of the year so far. It's not a John Wick film. No. It's not even a revenge film. No. It's a movie about empathy and forgiveness and... And grief. The human condition, perhaps. And really good cooking. Yep. (laughs) Really good cooking. Yeah. And it's one of those movies that I will absolutely... I will shoot on sight if I see someone besmirching the name of Nicolas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> I will... I'm just going to start fighting you. Yeah. <laughs> You're not even going to know He's what's so going on. This. Because he is an incredible actor. And this is one of his best performances. I showed my dad this, and I think... I don't know if he... I can't remember if he said this or not, but he would be like, man, that guy needs a new agent. He would talk about that, like, Eddie Murphy that way, but also I think Nicolas Cage, but halfway through Pig, he was like, God, he's such a good actor. (laughs) At the end of the movie, um, Jeff looked at his dad, and uh, his dad looked at him, and his dad was like, I love you, Cletus. (laughs) Jeff was like, I love you, Pa. (laughs) A real good hug. (laughs) Yeah, I, I this is the biggest surprise of the year. Um, I we are definitely going to talk about this later. But yeah, I'll just say, yeah, this movie blew me away. All right, what's your number ten? The worst person in the world. Oh, oh, I feel like these are in switch positions for us. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Um, I like pig. Yeah. The worst person in the world is a movie that I was very fortunate to see at the Chicago International Film Festival. Um, we did not get around to recording my review. Many, uh, many ladies are listening. You know what that means? It means Jeff got into a critic screening. Yeah. Uh, in order to see this film. So, uh, and also, he's available. So, <laughs> Hell yeah. Just in case you want to know what kind of perks you can have in your future. <laughs> now you know. Um, thank you. Um, <laughs> and I remember seeing it and I was can like... Can I come too? Oh, actually, no. It's just for me. It's, <laughs> It's actually, because I'm I'm the movie critic here, and um, you're just someone I'm seeing. So, nah, sorry. <laughs> no, you good. It's two hours. You can wait. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. Um, I remember giving this like four and a half for like like a nine out of ten on IMDb, and then I and then when it wasn't released for a little bit, I was like, you know what? I don't want to overhype it for anybody. <laughs> so I'm gonna bring it down to an eight out of ten. Yeah. But then this most recent time we uh, put it, I might rate it a 10 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I think this movie is exceptional. And, like, it's even better the second time. Um, it's it's hard to explain, like, because it doesn't have that much of a plot. It's just a few years in the life of this woman from Oslo who just turns 30. Yeah. And another movie where a character I relate to a character that just turned 30. Yeah, I'm um, liking these, like, hey, you know what? We know that, like, the last 10 coming-of-age movies have been about kids. What about one for the adult kid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about one for the... Uh... The adult who is still a child at heart. The Arrested Development crowd. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
Um, but oh my god, the the acting in this, the just the heart that it has. Because yeah. there there's moments where it's like, oh, that's nice, and then other moments where it's just like, like especially near the end, where it's just like, oh, my heart. Um, I I think it's exceptional. I left I left thinking, oh my god. I'm so glad I saw this movie. Um, I'm so glad that it's nominated for a couple Oscars. Um, Drive My Car is nominated. I have not seen that, but it's nominated for Best Picture, and this is not. So that's probably going to get Best Foreign Film. Jeff Jeff is never going to see Drive My Car. It, because it's three hours, and it's not Avengers anymore. <laughs> Uh, it's the only way it's, that's that's acceptable. You know, running time you, know, for a film. you know, I was thinking the only three best picture nominees I hadn't seen are Power of the Dog, Drive My Car, and Don't Look Up. I was going to watch Don't Look Up last night, and I was like, I might as well. I would have beat your ass. <laughs> watch, don't waste your time with it. But, but Netflix <laughs> literally said too many people are using this device. And you cannot wa- uh, watch Don't Look Up. I guess my brother and my dad oh, were watching funny. stuff at the same time. So <laughs> they were both watching Don't Look Up. Yeah, it was divine <laughs> intervention, I guess. That's uh, funny. But yeah, I, uh, I Worst Person in the World is just so good. It, it blew me away. <laughs> it's like one of those movies where, like, when I went to see it with you, uh, my mom was like, what movie is this? I was like, oh, it's a movie. It's a Norwegian movie. And she was like, subtitles? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, uh. <laughs> I was like, come on, don't be that person. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, here's how good of a movie it is. We went to go see this at the Music Box Theater. And for those of you who have been to the Music Box Theater, you know that they have two screening rooms. They have the main theater. The big one. Which is the big one with... Nice, like, 40-inch screen that you mm-hmm. can just easily watch at home um, that they choose to not update for some reason. Despite having a 70-millimeter film festival, which is like, let's play the Xbox One on this um, tube TV. I uh, like the music box. I know, I know, I know. But they do have one aspect I really, really like about them, and that's their little porno theater. <laughs> um, and I call it that because if you go into it, it looks very similar to the one that Tyler Durden went in. Not Tyler Durden. Travis, Travis Bickle, Bickle went yeah. into um, during Taxi, Taxi Driver. Driver. Not when he's on a date, but when he goes by himself. Yeah. The first one. It's very small. It's uh, a screening room. Yeah. yeah. The screening room is what it looks like. Uh, oh, that, that's what they call it too, right? The screening room? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, Didn't even realize that. But, but um, because it feels like that. Yeah. Uh, that being said, this was a packed showing, which I was not expecting. On a Sunday? On a Sunday yeah. where, uh, I think St. Patrick's Day was... That should have been St. Patrick's Day weekend, shouldn't it have been? Oh, yeah, it was. Uh, I think so. So I figured, like, oh, thank God. White people are busy today. They're not going to go <laughs> see this movie. And as it turns out... Uh, there were definitely a lot of white people who people, absolutely want to go see this movie. People go to the music box, they got culture. Yeah. <laughs> to the point where there were people who got in late, uh, much like I did, and just could not find a seat, I guess, or didn't want to go looking for one, or didn't want to get separated. So they just stood for the whole Pumped movie. The whole two hours and As if minutes. it was some kind of concert. Yeah. <laughs> just get the next screening, man. <laughs> Well, the Why next screening was like here? six hours later. Yeah, I wasn't too happy about it. I mean, like I was sitting down next to two people who 
I have no idea what diseases they're carrying uh, in, in this, this current climate. Uh, and I was also pissed off because they weren't eating any snacks and I really wanted to go get popcorn. Uh, but I can't be the only one eating popcorn in this fucking row. Trying yeah. to enjoy this movie. I'm chomping away. <laughs> um, but aside from that, it was a very good uh, movie-going yeah, good. experience. But it's uh, way ahead of, uh, of you and my list. Okay. So that was... Ten. Okay, Judas and the Black Messiah is number nine. For okay. me, I think it's an incredible movie. Is it hard to watch? Yes, but hey, sometimes movies should be hard to watch because yeah. you got to learn about this shit. Oh, yeah. Especially because it's definitely something that, like... You should know about. Yeah, and people don't want you to know about this, yeah. for sure. Uh, it'll make you mad, but it has some incredible, incredible, incredible performances... That oddly enough won an Oscar already. Yeah, it was there in that weird, <laughs> that weird period where it was like, well, the pandemic. So where it's like so what? January and February are still considered. It feels like the world is going to end, so rules don't matter anymore. <laughs> uh, let's just do whatever, and it won. Um, what did it win for? Best, Best supporting actor. Best supporting actor. Best song, I think. Yeah. So good for that. Yeah. Definitely deserves it. My number nine. Movie called Nine Days. Here's a little movie that. A little backstory. Uh-huh. I had never heard of this movie until I was looking at. I think it. You were it, looking up all your favorite Marvel actors. <laughs> and you're like, what are you going to do next? I hope it's a Marvel movie. Forky's in this, M'Baku, Domino, <laughs> yeah. um, Wong, <laughs> Pennywise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yo, but for real. If they kill Wong in Doctor Strange, we rioting outside the theater. Yeah. I don't think they'll do it. They're too fucking scared. Yeah. They're too scared to, to have a movie that'll have real stakes. <laughs> uh, um, They're going to make us feel like he's going to get killed. Then he's not going to be. Yeah. It's going to be like, oh, we know that you adult babies are going to cry if this happens and you can't contain yourself. So, damn. Don't worry. Don't, uh, consequences don't matter here. Don't worry. <laughs> what would you rather watch again, a Marvel movie or Rise of Skywalker, where consequences really don't matter? <laughs> I'd rather watch whatever I consider the worst Marvel movie to be than watch Rise of Skywalker. Because. <laughs> Somehow, know. Palpatine is bad. Yeah. So there was a tweet that I saw that had me fucking dying. It might have been a tweet. It might have been a Tumblr post, which if it is... Why are people still using that? Um, but it was like... The best part of Rise of Skywalker is after the... The three-second shot of a same-sex couple kissing um, at the end of the movie. They immediately cut to this extremely ugly alien who's looking at them as if in, as if he's mad <laughs> and, and you look at these photos like why would they do that <laughs> I mean, we had a lot of mistakes Which, that the shot of that alien is longer than the kiss <laughs> that was right before it. <laughs> he gets like five seconds they get three holy shit <laughs> anyways which kind of feels like in uh, X-Men first class yeah. When Karen oh, Bacon's yeah. like, he, he says slaves and they immediately cut to uh, the, the black guy from, actor from yeah. Gone Baby Gone. Well, it, that and um, Harder They Fall. Yeah. I immediately like cut to him. Yeah. 
like, what'd you guys... And then they cut away when the rest of the dialogue came in. So it's like, what'd you guys... Hey, wait a minute. What'd you mean by this? <laughs> Anyways, nine days. Yes. Uh, sorry, I bring up Rise of Skywalker because we were talking with friends the uh-huh. other day. Jeremiah was giving us a ride home. And uh, eventually we just devolved into, man, that fucking movie sucks. <laughs> um, nine Days is a little movie that I found. Uh, it played at Sundance. And there is a user review on IMDb that said the headline was, ba- I'm paraphrasing, of course, but the headline was like, after 60 years of viewing movies, I have now seen the best one. And I was like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> There's no way that's going to live up to the hype. But I was curious because... What? That, that means, like, <laughs> movies don't have to be made anymore. Anymore. <laughs> that's what that's implying. It's like, can't you know what? Cancel everything in production. It's not going to be as good as this. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at the cast, like I said, and, and all these like actors that I know from like other properties, and it's a really interesting story, a really original story, um, and it's a really human movie. It, it's, I'm not saying it's as good as this movie, but it reminded me of Short Term 12. Okay. And I'm just saying not as good because I just adore Short Term 12. Um, but you know how that movie is kind of like, oh, that's nice. And then other points it's like, Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does that really well here until, you know, the ending is just awesome. I I think it's just a beautiful movie. Edson Oda, the writer-director, I have... This is, I think, his first foray into... Foyer? Yeah. (laughs) Into, uh, um, whatever that word is, uh, feature films. And I'm definitely looking forward to what he does again. Because this is one of those movies where everyone is really good, but Winston Duke, like, before Nine Days, it was like, oh, Mbaku, okay, cool, I like that guy. And after Nine Days, it's like, that is Winston Duke, goddammit, put some respect on his name. Winston Duke is... Well, you know what? I haven't seen Swan Song, the Mahershala Ali film. Yeah. And I heard that that's something like an incredible performance. Mm-hmm. So I can't really say. But for the shit that I've seen, that's who should win Best Actor at the Academy Awards. Like, he is incredible in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I love that it kind of feels... It's... Um, it's almost like elevated sci-fi. <laughs> yeah. Like, because it's like clearly... It is technically it's, sci-fi. It's, it's fantastical, yeah. like, for sure. But it feels uh, it's still like this belongs in real life, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's a very it's grounded. Very grounded. Um, it, it reminds me a lot of uh, The Beast of the Southern Wild. Oh, yeah. Which is like... Part of this is kind of like a fantasy movie. Mm-hmm. But it still feels like real life, and so does this. Believe me, if we ever do a movie starting 12, or movie starting 10 for uh, this year, we are definitely going to watch, or definitely going to talk about Beastos in a while. I, I love, like that movie. I love that movie. Yeah, I think it's really good. Um, but this kind of felt like that, and there's just like some very, very, very beautiful, like outside of like dialogue acting. Yeah. There's like acting with just like your expressions and your face, and that comes into play in like two of these scenes. Yeah. Uh, that are just, they're like recreatements of something, uh, or uh, reenactments of something. Yeah. 
And the way that they do that is like, this is stunning. This is incredible. This it's, is like... It's very moving. It almost kind of reminds me of like Michelle Gondry in a way. Okay. How yeah. he's like very into like, let's make our own little machines to yeah. create uh, like special effects and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I also loved it. I just, the rest of my list is like movies I need y'all to see. So. <laughs> okay. All right. What number was that? That was nine. All right. <laughs> nine days at yeah. number nine. <laughs> I didn't even plan that. Okay, number eight. Um, I don't know if this is in your list at all. I don't think. I don't think it is, considering we haven't talked about it yet. <laughs> Red Rocket. Yeah, it's definitely not. On my yeah. List. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, you're not no. gonna get put on a watch list <laughs> if you say that you like this movie. I promise. No, I liked it. I like. We were just talking during the break. Like, I just recently watched it. I'm, you know, people really love Sean Baker, and I. I like the Florida Project. Uh, maybe I gotta see Tangerine again. I wasn't a huge fan of that, but um, but this is his best film. I I agree. I posted that I was um, that I was watching the movie, mm-hmm. and I made the joke saying like uh, this is Drake's favorite movie yeah. because of the subject material yeah. in the movie. And someone commented like. Love the movie, hate the character, or hate the, the protagonist. Yeah. On this, like, I do not agree with his morals at all. And it's like, you're not going to get... No. The FBI doesn't give a shit if you like this movie. Like, you sound like you're trying to, like... Oh, by the way, I would never do this. Well, you're <laughs> not like, supposed you know. to like Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But, I don't know, just the, the commentary put was like... Hey, you're safe, man. Like, don't be worried about it. It's it's just <laughs> it's one of those. Movie. It's one of those movies where you just go like halfway through it. I just wrote ro- watching on Facebook, watching Red Rocket. Man, I fucking hate this guy. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like watching um, Uncut Gems. Like he's like a Howie uh, Howie Ratner type character. See, Howie has a gambling problem, but he's still like not he, a bad no, he's guy. He's a piece of shit. He's okay. cheating on his wife. He, okay, like, yeah, that's the true. Only, he's like <laughs> fucking over people. He's a, a constant con man. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you just like Adam Sandler. I just like he's yeah, so good in that movie. That that's like, <laughs> and that's how I feel about uh, Simon, Simon Rex. Rex. Yeah, yeah, Simon Rex in this movie where it's like, man, he's such a piece of shit, but. If he was in someone's friend group, like you could almost kind of understand why they wouldn't have kicked him out yet. Yeah. Like he's probably like he probably just like does that one thing where it's like, all right, we'll give you another chance. Yeah. But this last one, he's that type of dude, and he's incredible in the role. Yeah. Considering that the last thing I saw Simon Rex in was Scary Movie Three as the fake Eminem. What? Really? Yeah. Jeez. He's, because, uh, you know, in that movie they're doing a parody of... Eight Mile. Eight Mile, but also Signs. Oh. So he is um, Joaquin Phoenix's character in Signs while also being Eminem from Eight Mile. Huh. It's um, one of the only scary movies I actually like, but <laughs> who knows if it holds up. Who knows? Uh, I really <laughs> doubt that it does. But anyway, that was the last time I saw him. I think he's incredible in this role. Yeah, he's great. It's a definitely, like, I will remember this even movie. Even the worst uh, Sean, no, uh, what's his name? The, the, the Sean movie. Baker? Yeah, even the worst Sean Baker film has an added, like, it's cool that they use these people who just feel like real people. And yeah. a lot of them probably are. 
Mm-hmm. There's definitely people in this movie who like. I think um, the girl who plays uh, kind of like the gangster character. Oh yeah. Um, like the daughter of the the main gangster. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is someone that they saw walking their dog. Really? And they thought you fit, like you look like this character that we're writing. <laughs> and then they auditioned her, and she was great. That's crazy, that's yeah. wow. So I love his his way to like make everything feel authentic and like it's happening outside right now. Um, they're also good warning movies for not moving to Florida, <laughs> uh, not Texas. moving to Texas, <laughs> while still feeling human, you know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's but it's it's fascinating to see this guy who's like, this is such a piece of shit. Yeah. There's a part where he's literally like, he's doing like a Maury style celebration, yeah, for something that has ruined someone else's life. Mm-hmm. But he got out of it, so it's like, hell yeah, like yeah. <laughs> he's such a piece of shit, and yet. I want to see exactly where this is going to go. Well, the thing about Sean Baker is that in all three of his movies, it's not like, you know, it's not like you see one of his movies and it's like, oh, we've seen this story before. Like, you have not seen these people in any movie before. Yeah. These are interesting people. And in terms of uh, groomer movies of 2021. Oh, yeah. Uh Surprisingly enough, this one, no racism in it. <laughs> Unlike Licorice Pizza. Yeah. <laughs> no unnecessary racism <laughs> uh, used as a joke, and the joke wasn't funny. Uh, that just completely brings the movie down. Yep. Um, there are piece of shit characters in here, yet there's no racism. <laughs> so it's got that going for it. In fact, they have uh, a few... Wait, they have many races. <laughs> yep. Or a couple of eh, never mind. Alright, what's your number eight? Uh, my number eight is Writers of Justice. Hey. Which is technically uh, a twenty twenty movie because it was released six. in its home country. It's twenty twenty one. That's what we us, saw. Yeah. This yeah. <laughs> and this movie is Saint eight twenty four film group. They don't give a shit. <laughs> it's fine. Um yeah, I, I I was blown away by this movie. This is this was my number one on our best of the year so far, and it still has remained on my list. Um, I just think it's it's that perfect balance of hey, this is funny, but also this is kind of badass, but this is kind of sad, but this is kind of moving. Like it, it's so many different things, but it works all so well. Yeah, and the characters that you come to grow attached to in this, where it's like. It's kind of like, like Mads Mikkelsen is kind of like a pit bull playing with like these like golden retrievers <laughs> where you're just like, these, these other guys are like kind of goofy, but they're lovable and yeah. they, they, how they mix together with Mads Mikkelsen is kind of really interesting to watch. Yeah. And it's really, uh, you know what? It's a good Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It has more to do with the spirit of Christmas than fucking Die Hard does. <laughs> Die Hard's regarded a fucking Christmas movie, but... Don't tell my um, mom that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I love this movie. It's my number six. Okay. I think it's just, like, incredible performances throughout. It's funny as hell, which yeah. is, like, odd considering the subject material, but oh, yeah. it's still really fucking funny. And it's a satisfying revenge movie. It's, like... Like, I, I can't go back and watch something like Taken <laughs> after watching this. Because it, it points out, like, how kind of dumb Taken is. Mm. 
and the idea of those like well Mads Mikkelsen isn't like that old but no he's not a young charming action hero he's Mads Mikkelsen he's like an older guy already so to put him in what's essentially one of those like hero action leads but also give him like humanity and like talk yeah. about how like you know what revenge uh, and violence probably not going to help you in the long run like you yeah. can't just dull your emotions it's like oh shit why would I ever want to watch Taken ever again? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I love that movie, but that's your number eight? Uh, yeah. Okay, Red Rocket. So what's your number seven? Titan. Oh, man, we'll uh, talk about that later. Okay, cool. <laughs> My number seven, which I'm sure is not at all on your list, and why would it be? It's definitely an Adrian movie. Uh, not to sound pretentious. The Stylist. Oh, I thought, Okay. Still love this movie. I've seen it maybe the most of all the movies on this list. Oh, wow. Because when it came out, I was like, I gotta show this to everybody. Yeah. Everybody I come across, they gotta watch it with me. Breakout performance. Yes. She's um, so good in this. Nahara Townsend. Another um, honorary Weeby Watching Films. Most Beautiful Woman Who Has Ever Lived. <laughs> uh, award recipient. Um... She's incredible in this. It's um, it's an amazing portrayal of anxiety mm-hmm. and like being introverted. Yeah. Uh, while being scary and psychotic, a bloody <laughs> psychotic giallo throwback type. Uh, yeah. While not being like, I don't know. It, it's so artistic. It really is. It's like an artistic horror movie. Yeah. But it earns it because it's it's stunning. It has some beautiful looking shots. It's gory, like it's, some of the. It's gory as hell. Like especially the like you when you showed me the opening scene, I was like, "What are we watching?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jill Six, who directed it, uh, she did an incredible job, and like everything just looks so. It's one of those movies where it's like you can make a female driven movie without it having like anything that seems pandering like this seems like a real person yeah this seems like this is how women are like it's 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 not um well i have a movie on a different list (laughs) that you love when you saw it but oh really yeah but something like that um Mm. it's i think it's a great movie while still being a great horror movie and it has a pretty you're either gonna see it coming or you're not type ending but I either saw way, coming, I was like, I like idea. this. Yeah. <laughs> I like exactly where this is going. Even though I probably shouldn't, but... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I love it. I mean, it. it's a horror movie. Yeah. It's, yeah. Check it out. Alright. My number six. Mm-hmm. You know what, Adrian? Top ten list is Num Num. Oh, no. <laughs> I forgot about that movie. <laughs> How dare you forget right about on. the Suicide Squad. <laughs> All right. That movie cool, kicks cool, cool. so much ass. I love this movie so much. I adore this movie. I like it better than the Batman. Okay. I do too, actually. I love the Batman, but like this is... I'm not going to say what I really feel uh, because it's going to make people mad, but this is my favorite uh, DC movie since like Batman Begins. Yeah. I just adore it. It's so much fun. It's so fucked oh, up. Oh, hold on, hold on. I just... Realize what you said. Yeah. <laughs> Not Dark Knight. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. you know. You I know. know. I know. I know. I know. Man. I'm mentally unstable. <laughs> it's almost like a, like a fucking like MK Ultra CIA like trigger word for me. <laughs> like the moment you say uh, Batman Begins is better than The Dark Knight in in any kind of way. Yeah. I shouldn't care. <laughs> but, like, my brain is just like, this doesn't make sense. Like, I love a good origin story. We, we gotta explain the science to it. It just Elba, Margot Robbie, just the whole cast. Some really, you know, breakout performances. Daniela, um, oh, I forgot her last name. I'm sorry. Um, but Ratcatcher. Um, and, and then Polka Dot Man. We've seen him in a few movies, but he's great in this. Uh, Sylvester Stallone is King Shark is my boy. It is a movie that I've told you. We talked about this on my on our Batman review. I just randomly just watch it. I just be like on my voodoo and be like, let's just watch Suicide Squad again. <laughs> I love it so much. Right on, man. I'm glad you love it as much as you think. I think it's a fun movie. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't seen Peacemaker. I honestly, yeah. Am. I'm well. Here's the thing. Uh, this summer. I'm going to go on a TV blitz. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to try and watch every show. Not every show, because that's a lot of shows. Right, right. Just like the shit that you've been like. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. Well, I think you really like Peacemaker. Cool. That was your number. Which one? Six. All right. Mine's Writers of Justice, so I'll go on to right. number five. A movie that you had way higher on your list than I do. Nobody. Way and higher? I mean, uh, lower. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, lower. Yeah. Nobody's a film that's probably the second most I've seen Okay. this year. No, actually, I think nothing about it. This one's the one I've seen the most this year. Because, like, we went to go see it in theaters. Fucking loved it. Oh, yeah. The second it was available to rent on VOD. Like, rented it that day. Watched it with my family. Loved it. Got back home, Camille said, I'm going to be on my laptop looking at, like, home stuff. And I was like, you mean we're going to watch Nobody, <laughs> and you could at least half watch it, I don't care, I'm going to watch this again. Yeah. And she enjoyed it too, I watched it. I think we were just hanging out one time. Oh, Yeah. And started watching We just it. watched the end of it. Or the last, like, hour of it. It was literally, like, when the action kind of starts. Yeah. Like, forward from that. Um, I love this movie. That was, that was the point. That was the time where I thought... Because this wasn't on my best of the year so far. Interesting that, like, a movie like... Okay, I didn't bring this up, but as I was doing my list... You know how I was big on Rhea and The Last Dragon... I that I don't <laughs> I don't really that movie did not have the lasting impact on yeah, me that I thought it would, it would. <laughs> but 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 um, I mean it's still good it's still yeah. cool Disney but um, I should have put nobody on there I, I I think this is like that second time we saw it I think this is like this one from that's a cool action movie too this is like maybe the best action movie of the year <laughs> Bob Odenkirk incredible yeah doing most of his own stunts I think like eighty percent of his really? own stunts oh wow cool which is like pretty incredible uh, he is charming he proves that you can totally see him as not just a funny guy he doesn't have to be a yeah. funny guy all the time. And much like Riders of Justice, it's like, why would I want to watch a Taken film again? It's like, <laughs> this is, let's take um, older actor, action hero, yeah. 
type uh, revenge movie. And but it's R rated. Yeah, but it's R rated. I think it's up there with like the Equalizer for me. Yeah. Okay. Or like I I, I hold this now above the first John Wick. Oh, okay. Like I'd really rather watch this instead of John Wick. But wow. I mean, I definitely watch John Wick two and John Wick three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would love to see a second one. This is directed yeah. by a guy who did Hardcore Henry, and it has that yeah. whole crew, and they just keep getting better with their actions. So, and it's super brutal, but it's never it's never Hardcore Henry people's heads getting split in half <laughs> and stuff like that. It's never that brutal, but um, it's pretty graphic, and it's one of those like, hey, the action hero could also get hurt, and yeah, you still buy it. Um, I love this movie. Uh, I'll probably rewatch it again and again uh, with anybody it's else. It's on uh, HBO Max. It. It's on HBO Max. It's on my Voodoo account. <laughs> Hack into your Voodoo account. Watch yep. it. <laughs> Go check that out. So, what's your number four? Or your number? You're gonna five? be. You, this is it. You've dreaded this moment from the moment from December onward. December onward. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> of course, Spider Man. Hey, no way home. No way home. No way Holmes. <laughs> you like it that much? Of course you do. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So I like literally when we. Which I was. I was so like when we didn't see it with Ricky. Uh huh. You know, I love my brother. I like going to movies with him. But he did not share my level of enthusiasm. <laughs> like, like he was like, that was good. And I was like, I literally said to him, like, when the credits were going, holy fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because Jeff doesn't even rewatch Spider-Man 1 and 2, the Tolkien Aguirre one. So yeah, I haven't seen this, them like, in forever. This love of this, which is like. Basically, you have to have an appreciation for... I do have an appreciation. For, for, for they the were, past. For uh, yeah, I definitely... Films. They were part of my childhood. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely nostalgia bait. I like it, but too. But it's, it's... I think it's nostalgia... I okay. just... Here, here's, here's what I said last time. Like, the second time seeing it, I was like, all right. For me, it was like, let's go ahead and rush to... At least when the villains get here. Yeah. Okay. You can just make the movie from that point on. That'd be fine with me. But I know I'm... Kind of in the minority. Of it. Yeah, I mean, they gotta set up the plot. Right, go on. Um, it, I think it's yes, it is definitely. Hey, remember this? But they do it in a way that's heartfelt and mean, like means something and works into the plot. I don't know if you if I if you saw my Instagram story. I recently watched Ghostbusters Afterlife, and that is bad. The stuff should be. That is like, let's just make the same fucking movie again. Oh, man. Let's um. <laughs> Kind of resurrect a person yeah. in a weird way. I mean, they got permission from his family, but it's still weird. Sure. It's still like Peter Cushing in Rogue One. Like this doesn't feel right. Yeah. Um, but you know, it. Uh, Spider Man has so much heart. It's funny. It's got it. It that. It's it's been out. I mean, they're spoiling the yeah, movie and yeah, they're yeah, advertising. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, but when that moment happens, I was thinking it wasn't really spoiled for me. I was thinking, is is this going to happen? I wasn't sure. Yeah. And so uh, you know, when that happens, I was like, oh shit. Um, I and, get you. And everything after that is just like just and the whole ending thing where you're just like, what's Spider Man going to do now? Like it's. 
this can't be the last movie. I know this is the like the thir- completes the trilogy. This cannot be the last movie. That's <laughs> Please do not make this the last movie. But then in the next one, when there's it's like, hey, just Spider Man again. You gonna be okay with that? You gonna be like, wait a minute, where's Toby? Where's Andrew Garfield? Yeah, I'll be fine. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, that I feel like these Spider-Man movies get you better. You lied with, to me. They get better with each movie, and it's been the same director and same crew. Like Homecoming was cool, Far From Home was really cool, and this one like blew my mind. Uh, yeah. So this is definitely, hey man, I know you don't think this. It should have been nominated for Best Picture. That's insane. <laughs> okay. But right on. But had, did, I saw a headline <laughs> that was like, I saw a headline for, uh, uh, that said like Andrew Garfield is like, you know, it's already like the highest grossing movie yeah. of the year. Oh, um, I haven't watched this channel in a long time, but uh, Honest Trailers by Screen Junkies, uh-huh. they were doing, hey, why isn't Spider-Man nominated? And then it cuts to a, a clip from Mad Men and it's John Hamm screaming, that's what the money is for! <laughs> That's funny. Uh, hey, glad you loved it. I had a great time watching it the first time, and I think that's what started the whole wave of like, ooh, I, let me go see it a second time because I liked it. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I could just wait till home. Yeah. Um, I could watch it. Well, I don't know. It's a long movie, but I was thoroughly invested all the way. Yeah, I got you. So my number four. Which I think might be higher on your list. Mass. Oh, shit. This is my number four, too. Oh, right on. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, I, I love re- this fucking movie. I originally man. had Spider-Man higher, and I was like, hey, no fucking way. <laughs> Any uh, up-and-coming actors, or, you know, you're giving it your all, and you're like, what should I watch to get inspiration? Oh my watch God. Mass right now. This is the best acted ensemble of the year. Yes. This and, oh man, fuck, dude. Everybody, like literally, just four incredible performances. It's it's a masterpiece. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, no, this is one of those movies where I... I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. No, we haven't. But um, I've, I've mentioned that... I, this is this hasn't happened in a long time probably since like Marriage Story and even then I didn't watch the whole like last hour yeah when Marriage Story ended I was like that acting is so good let me go back and watch some scenes uh, again and when Mass ended I went let me do the same thing but I ended up watching the entire last hour again nice. yeah. <laughs> just because I was just floored by like this is amazing <laughs> it's one of those movies where it's like this feels like a play and I mm-hmm. love those type of movies so that helps too because it's all set in just one room yeah. and it's just all entirely depending on just the performance of an actor and it just knocks it out the fucking park uh, heavy subject matter extremely yeah, heavy yeah yeah it's a movie that's PG-13 I believe Okay. Like it's not even R, I think. Is it not even R? I don't know. I don't think it is because it doesn't have like. Swear words don't affect me anymore, <laughs> so I don't know. I know, but it's like you, incredible what you could do with just an incredible just one yeah. script, and it's from the guy who played the stoner in <laughs> Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, this is like his um, writer director debut. What's his name? Fran. Franz Kranz. Or yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. Man, it is. 
it's one of those movies where I kind of had to hype myself up. I know this is going to be great, but, you know, the subject matter, I got to get ready. And, and yeah. <laughs> and just... I was like, subject matter? Ooh, I got to see this right now. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it really lived up to the hype. I think this is absolutely one of the best films of the year. What's your number three? The Rescue. Oh, I never saw that. <laughs> uh, I saw this at the music box, just on a whim. Oh, this is from the director. It's a free solo. I love that movie. Why not? I'm free. Um, they did it again. They free they, soloed they made it, again. They made it even... I like this movie even more than free solo. Oh, damn. Um, this movie had me tearing up a, more than, like, more than once. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, if you don't know the story about this... It was international news, so you may know what happens. Yeah. But it's that, you know, for anyone who is listening and doesn't know, it's um, a few years ago when that soccer team, that boys soccer team in Thailand, they were in this cave, the cave flooded, and they were trapped. And it's the rescue deals about, the rescue is about these divers who just do it as a hobby. Yeah. It, they're brought in to try to rescue them with the Thai Navy SEALs and and just volunteers. And it's an in... Okay, again, I don't think I talked about this on the podcast, but this is what I said in my review on Facebook. Um, if this were a movie, a fictional movie, that someone wrote the screenplay for, it would be laughed out of Hollywood. Because experts would be like, there's no fucking way that would happen. Uh-huh. But this really happened, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's it's an incredible, unbelievable, incredible true story. And it, it, I I was just I walked out just like a new Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like I am so moved right now. <laughs> I highly recommend it. It's uh, on Disney Plus right now. Hey, right on. Oh yeah, because they also have National Geographic. Right? Yeah. Oh, National Geographic. Okay. Number three, Titan. Mm. Hell yeah. Uh, this is one of the most incredible movies I've just ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> and it's from a director who I didn't like her first film. No. Raw, I think that's such an overrated movie where it's like, this made you pass out. Have you never seen a film? Have you I, never seen I think Raw. One horror movie in your life? I just remember thinking Raw, the first half was cool and then the second half was kind of a letdown. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, when I saw... We saw this trailer for In Front of Pig. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I gotta see this. Um, But I I knew it was from the director of Raw. So I went in with like kind of neutral expectations. Uh And I didn't want to know what the plot was about. Because the trailer has no dialogue. It's just like, it just tells you like, this is a fucked up movie. Yeah. But you gotta see it. Um, And I just, I saw it at Music Box. And... I just, I walked out in a blur. <laughs> like how the, the insane, it's the most, it's the most fucked up and insane viewing experience I had last year. And it's yeah. also one of my favorite viewing experiences. Oh man, the body horror in this film <sighs> is, oh, it's so Scratching. horrendous <laughs> and disgusting. Yep. Yet it's like. 
this is such a beautiful movie <laughs> in a, in a, such a weird way, man. Oh, man. First off, it's a movie that gives away, not gives away, it, it, it's able to tell a whole story with like 10 pages of, of dialogue. There's, there's like barely any words in it. Yeah. It's definitely, there's definitely dialogue. Yeah. But that's not what drives most of it. Most of it's just like people giving a look and like just like a physical performance and it's incredible it's very heavily inspired by uh that documentary that we saw the imposter or like yeah inspired by the story of that yeah and yet it never feels like well i don't know what's gonna happen next it's like Uh no i don't where the fuck is this gonna go like the insane insane. the insane genius lunacy that mind that just one human mind could come up with this story yeah um the first the bbc called this movie the most shocking film of last year (laughs) and if you watch the first 45 minutes you will understand why but once it and it's not like i didn't i like this whole movie i was just like what am i watching but like this second half is Oddly funny and sweet yeah. for such a fucked up movie that came before from everything you've seen before. The two actors, Agatha Rossell and Vincent Linden. Oh my god, these are these are like it's you. <laughs> the Oscars di- didn't even make the shortcut because this is way too insane for the Oscars. But I was like, when I saw that, it made the shortcut for best foreign film. I was like. T- nominate Titan, you fucking cowards. Exactly. You would never, because you can't fucking comprehend this shit. It's not just exposition dialogue for 30 minutes, you fucking morons. <laughs> you will never appreciate art like this. Oh, man. Yeah, I love this fucking movie. Um,. I don't know if it counts as a horror movie. It's definitely body horror. It's, it's, it's labeled on IMDb and Letterboxd, I think, as horror. Or at least IMDb. It is horrific. Oh, it's definitely <laughs> horrific. It's body horror. And man, it just it just continues the 2021 trend of having a protagonist that oh, yeah. kind of very much a piece of shit. And <laughs> are they even really the protagonist? Uh, yeah. Because they kind of seem like the villain right now. Uh, incredible, incredible movie. The less you know about it, the better. Absolutely. Just, just see it. It's just be brave and just see this movie. <laughs> Have a spine for once in your whole life. <laughs> oh right. man, I love it. Number two for me. Yeah, Pig. Hey, okay. The biggest surprise of the year. I went into this movie thinking Nicolas Cage, awesome. I like Mandy. I like a lot of his movies, but. We'll see about this. And I went in and I came out and we were all just stunned in the silence yeah. <laughs> through, the, through the credits. Um, this is the best performance I've ever seen from uh, Alex Wolf. Um, I haven't seen him in a lot, but he's so good here. Um, this is the best performance, maybe the best male performance besides Mass that I've seen in any movie this year. Um, or last year, Nicolas Cage is unbelievable in this movie. I know I've been saying unbelievable a lot, but when we get this high up in the list, it's kind of like, how did you do that? (laughs) How did you make something this good? Uh, And that's another thing. It's another writer-director, like, debut. 
Imagine just hitting a grand slam on your first at bat. Yep. I love it. It's 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 amazing. Um, I listen to the song. It plays over the credits a lot. It's on my like, you know, go to sleep playlist. What song is that again? It well, I mean, it's the the Bruce Springsteen song. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. My number two, which we have also already talked about, kind of. Okay. The worst person in the hey. world. Ironically, not about Donald Trump. Yeah, so here's a movie that's two hours and 15 minutes. And yet, fine with me. This <laughs> earned it. This, to me, definitely earned it. Uh, this is a another one of those. It's a female-driven character that's about feminism and femininity and just, like, life for a woman in general. And <clears throat> what it's like to hit 30... Uh, as as a just as a person and as a female um and yet it never ever feels pandering to any kind of like um way of thinking or like yeah. any kind of politics or anything like that it's just very realistic and human and um <clears throat> it's sad at parts and like really really heartbreaking and yet mm -hmm. sometimes it's like hilarious too and Oh, for sure. When they eventually remake it, like we said, they're probably going to use Adam Driver and Dakota Johnson as one of these characters. And yeah, Dakota Johnson for sure. But this main actress, she gives an incredible performance. Uh, uh, she's said she was on Seth Meyers' show, and she said, "The day I decided to quit acting and try something else, I got this role." <laughs> yeah, wow. Well, uh, worked out. She can still quit if she wants. She did. She did incredible in this. Uh, I really, really love this movie. I was just, just floored by like everything that they do. It's it, it almost feels like a more, like, a less fantastical version of something like Amelie. Mm. Mm hmm. Like it's just it, it does feel like kind of whimsical, but it's definitely way more. It's got it's, it. It manages it really a tone. Good stuff. Yeah, it manages the tone very well. Like yeah, like you said, there's like a cool, yeah. funny drug. Uh, sequence drug trip sequence, but then there's also like moments where you're just like, oh god, yeah, this performance like it pulls at your heartstrings. I love it. Uh, it's on VOD now, and I really recommend it. You check it out. Yeah. All right. It's your number one. Summer, 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 hey, summertime. It's summertime. Nice. <laughs> right it, on. Yeah, this is this state is my favorite movie probably since I saw it. And I was thinking, I was showing Pig to my dad, and I was like, "Is Pig my number one?" And then I watched Summertime again. And I was like, "I just, I just, this is the ultimate comfort movie." <laughs> I mean, it has its, uh, I mean, it has its like, what's the word? Um, not dark, but like heartfelt moments. Like, oh god, like Tyrus Tyrus Winter. He has a whole ma uh, monologue where you're just like, oh my god, my heart goes out to this guy. Yeah. Um, especially the last 30 minutes. It's just a beautiful movie. Like, it is, I'm yeah. not even... A, I know jack shit about poetry. Yeah. But... It even kind of starts off like, I'm not sure if yeah. I dig this. Yeah. But then the more it goes on, it's like, nah, this is fantastic. This is yet another knocked it out the park for the guy who did uh, Blind Spotter. Yeah. 
Carlos Lopez Estrada. Mm-hmm. I think that's his name. Yeah. Um, and just everybody in this movie is so good. I have never seen any of these people before, but I will keep my <laughs> keep them in mind. Uh-huh. Um, um, Markeisha Babbers, um, that scene she has near the end is a showstopper. Yeah, absolutely. And then everything after that, it's just a movie that... Anubis and Ra, uh, <laughs> you are the Anubis to my Ra, oh, um, where it's just, the characters are just, you want to be with these characters, yeah, you want to stay with these you characters. You want to give them a big hug. Yeah. I love it. I, I think, I've watched it several times. Incredible or at least, movie. Yeah. I think everyone should check that out. Alright. So I did this the incorrect way. <laughs> when we were getting our lists ready before recording... Uh, you have 32, you said, right? 31. 31. Well, I, 30, I mean, I didn't mention, I cut off, uh, on Flea. I was going to mention like the Anthony Bourdain documentary, which I really liked, but I was like, okay, we can't have 32. <laughs> that's, that's just uh, well, insane. You know what? Mention that one really quick. Okay. Well, well let that be 32. 32, uh, Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain, uh, controversy aside, um, it's, it's a movie that. If you like Anthony Bourdain, if you're a fan of him, you will be affected by this movie. This takes this, you know, interviews like his the people closest to him and it goes over his life and, you know, just what happened near the end. And it's just a really a a really uh, a movie that as a fan of him and I know you're a big fan also, it's just really fascinating to watch. And just like, oh man, this is a tragedy. Yeah. I want to see it still. I still haven't checked it out, but uh, I'll definitely will. Uh, So, when I realized, oh, actually I have 32 movies on this list. (laughs) I should have put it as number 32. But it's like, no, I can't. Because this has to be my number one. Okay. And then I realized, damn, that means I have, like, two number ones because I fucking <laughs> made this list all wrong. Oh, shit. So, at number one, The Kid Detective. Huh. Which is a film that I've heard nobody talk about. Okay. That festival-wise came out in 2020, mm. and that's what you'll see on IMDb. I'm, yeah, on IMDb. But in terms of actually being released... 2021. Okay. That's when I saw it. That's when I fell in love with it. Adam... Um, Brody. Adam Brody gives... Made the best performance that he's ever given as the title Kid Detective. This is the best example of, like, a neo-noir done... Yeah, like... Well, I mean, you love Brick. Yeah, and this is, for me, kind of right up there with that. Okay. It's... It's dark, yet it never feels, like, bleak. Okay. It's incredibly well-written. Is it, like, a dark comedy, or is it, like, a straight noir mystery like Brick was? It's, like, a... Yeah, it's, like, a dark comedy. Okay. That's also a neo-noir. But it's really funny, yet it feels kind of, like, lynching in a way, but never to the point where it's, like, this is just weird. (laughs) <laughs> it feels huh. like this like just kind of this altered real world almost 
Twin Peaks like. Oh, okay. Uh, and it, even though it's set in modern day, because of the town that it's set in, it's like, this is still the 50s. This is what <laughs> the 50s are, which I don't even think Adam Brody was a kid in the 50s, but you know, it's no. like this, it's, it really feels like a, a, a town in like, uh, LA Confidential type. And if movie. he was, he looks great for his age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the way that it all kind of wraps up, and this is one of those movies where it's like the last few shots of this movie. It's like, I love this. This is, this is incredible for me. It's on my voodoo right now. I would love to watch it again right now. I'll watch it, yeah. Because I think this I keep forgetting really, about it. That's, that's what sucks. Ass. Yeah. So that's my first number one. Okay. My second number one, which is like this one, like. This is the one, the one. <laughs> the most unique cinematic experience I think I've ever had. It's horrifying, <laughs> disgusting. Oh, I know what you're talking Hypnotic, about. Yeah. surreal, depressing, beautiful. And it feels like a nightmare the entire fucking time. Sean Levy's Free Guy. No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, what's his name? Phil Tibbet. Phil Tibbet's yeah. Mad God. It would have been on my list. I just... I don't know when it's getting released. But we saw it last year. That's when I saw it? Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's when that movie exists for me. This was the most incredible film I've seen last year. We saw it as a part of the Chicago Film Festival, yeah. the After Dark series. Thank you, Ro. And boy, was it After Dark, because this feels like it should be NC-17 <laughs> for uh, things that you should have never seen. Uh, <laughs> like I joked uh, when we were watching Jeepers Creepers. Um, oh, yeah. Man-made horrors. Beyond my beyond wildest my comprehension. comprehension. Yes. <laughs> This is a horrifying depiction of what I, I'm going to assume Phil Tibbet thinks our world is going towards. Oh, man. It is Dante's Inferno because it's just like nine layers of hell, each worse than the other. Yeah. Yet, I, I, I'm, let me get back on this ride because <laughs> <laughs> there's probably shit that I missed. There's it's... so much going on that's all masterfully there's a reason this movie took like 50 years to make or however fucking long it was 30 some, yeah. somewhere like that because there's just so much detail in everything and the fact that it's practical it's, incredible oh my god incredible that's how 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 yeah how sway <laughs> it's a monumental accomplishment will you watch this and think i can't finish it Possibly. <laughs> I wouldn't even blame you if that was the case. Because it's, it's a hard watch. It's, it shows you some disgusting shit yep. you never wanted to see. Man-made horrors beyond your <laughs> comprehension. Um, but I think it's worth it. I, You know, you're saying all this, but I, I like the movie too. <laughs> there's, there's some, there were some people in our audience who... Uh, the next day I went to go see The Sadness. Oh, yeah. And... I overheard some people talking about Mad God, so mm -hmm. it's like, okay, they saw it yesterday, too. Yeah. 
And they were like, that movie made no sense. And I was thinking, like, you fucking morons. Yes, it did. Don't you understand how this is an allegory for consumerism and fucking capitalism and how it's going to destroy... Like, I, it's like, this movie makes sense. It's told by a madman. Yeah. <laughs> but it makes sense if you just listen to him. A literal mad guy. Yeah. It, it really feels like someone insane talking to you, but you're listening to them and it's like... You're not, I kind of get you, and you know what? You might be right. Yeah. Um, you're holding a rat, but <laughs> you might be right. I don't know. I fucking love this movie. Uh, it is horrifying, yet there's no there's no jump scares, but they really try to attack all your senses. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no smell of vision, but you could smell some of these things going on. <laughs> it gets into your brain with its soundtrack and its sound design, just like picking apart like if you're at the dentist's office. Yeah. Uh, and then it's uh, it shows you horrifying acts of violence where it's like, I didn't want to see that. But I love it. I love it. I, I love this incredible slice of hell that this movie <laughs> is. A, a terrifying descent into hell, as you called it on our film festival episode. Yes, that's what it is. <clears throat> so, I am tired. I am hungry. Yeah. I would like to order Wingstop. Cool. So, I think we're done here. All right. Well, I don't know how the Oscars are going to go. We're going to figure that <laughs> out later, too. But I'm going to assume this was better than that. So, <laughs> if it is, you let me know uh, in the future. <laughs> and uh, who knows? Maybe maybe the Oscars will be such a train wreck that we hop back on the mic and we're like, <laughs> Dude, Yo, did you see, see that shit? <laughs> you see when they accidentally handed Malignant for best picture? 